Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Nerdgasm Talk Podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thought Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. And welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. I am the man with the plan. If you need him, Yell Shazam, Mr. Andy, and joining me after a hiatus is my partner in crime, the anime hero, Swag on Zero. What? Why, why do we got to continue doing crime? Can we Can we do peace? Can we do justice? Well, you know what? We can do all that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm glad we're on the same page then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm glad we're on the same page. Remember, how, how are you doing? Uh, uh, hey, uh, this week I was under the weather, but above the BS, it's like, like always, as can, I always say. Can we do a new line? <laughs> hey, man, that, this my the line of my life. Uh, I feel, well, well, that is now. Before it used to be, I put one pants leg on at a time. Remember that? I still do. I still do. <laughs> but that's when I was above the weather. Oh, okay. Now, now that I'm below it, I'm like, hold up. Oh, well, gotta good. get back and gotta get back into motion. Gotta. Well, I, I, I'm just rowing the boat. I, I, I feel you. I know everybody's right there. Like, hey, what's been going on with Nerd to Talk podcast? I know I haven't not been focused on that like I have in my wrestling podcast, which has been more consistent, obviously, but uh, and things happen. But I'm glad it's it's harder to talk pop culture and nerd stuff with certain other members of the wrestling because they don't know it as well as maybe Swaggle Zero may know it. Or I don't get back certain kind of arguments I'm looking for in that uh, topic. It, I just get tired of just talking to myself. Gotcha. What it feels like happens on the podcast. So when I have swag here, though, I'm like, okay, some things kind of balance itself out, which we do uh, have today. So this podcast, though, coming back, a lot of shit has happened since our last podcast. And I want to make sure I try to cover it. Me and my wife celebrated our four-year wedding anniversary. So Congratulations. Been married for four years. Yeah, we, we took a trip down to Washington D.C. That Man. that was a four years. <coughs> I know. Isn't that something? <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I thought it was two, but I forgot. Uh, twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty kind of like sucked. Twenty twenty and twenty twenty one don't really count. So we, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's kind of like, like when nine eleven happens. Like now we're the post. COVID world, even though COVID is still here. It's still here. I mean, it, I mean, it is present. It, it, it got hands. Oh, it got hands. And it never missed a day of school. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, people think it's not here, but no, it's looking at you in the hallway like, I'm still here, motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but a couple of days I want, I want to get to first. Cause I want to talk about my experience of what we did down in D.C., my wife will probably join us later for that. Also, I want to talk about uh, me and Swag. I caught up on the boys 
and at least up to episode six. And then we did watch all of Obi Wan, so we can give a brief review of Obi Wan and stuff like that. And I know Thor. Uh, have you seen any of the June movies? I wanted to, and I have not gotten out to, to see any of them. Like I've not Jurassic World, Domination. I'm not seeing that. <laughs> like, Lightyear. Uh, I do want to see that. Uh, Black Phone. I never heard of that. Elvis. Uh, <laughs> he, he took enough away from black people, so I yeah, <laughs> he so, don't need. Any... <laughs> first of all, that joy, you know, you know, I'm weak for Tom Hanks. I'm weak for Tom Hanks. As you know, he's in the movie. Speaking of Tom Hanks, you, you hear about your boy? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, get, get off his wife. And I, I saw the video clip, and I'm just more upset that there's a black guy right in front of him that pushed his wife. I was like, oh, my God, of course. I'm like, bro, come on, bro. We, he on our side. Chill. And then, and then the black guy is like, yeah, come on, y'all. What's wrong with y'all? I'm like, stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. I do. Just, just apologize and keep it going. We, if there's anyone we need, it's <laughs> like, can y'all, Nick, excuse my language. Y'all stop with the bullshit. Lita, like, why would you even fucking do that? Why would y'all do that? Like that that see, I ain't wanna get into it, but I'll say but see that that pissed me off right there. <laughs> but uh speaking of pissing off, before we get onto anything, and like before other podcasts when, when social issues or things in the world happen, I want to address them because I believe that I'm blessed enough to have a platform, no matter how small the platform is, to be able to say something. And a couple weeks ago, uh the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, which and in a couple of trigger states, and what that means is that now it is illegal in certain states to for a woman to have an abortion. And to me, that is not right. Now, however, this what 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 has been passed here is not just about abortion. A lot of people may, may just be thinking about that. Women's rights have been taken back 70 years. A lot. <clears throat> and they have now lost the privacy with their doctors and about and their control over their bodies. Which I think is a crime. And despite your opinion on the situation, the numbers have shown that 70% of Americans are just like, leave the law where it's at. And that's what the American people have spoken about. And 30% said overturn it. And the other like don't care. But they clearly have shown that they don't care what the American people want. They want what they want. And <clears throat> so I, never, I haven't got a chance to talk to you. About this, I'm sorry that that my throat is kind of messing up with me right now. But uh, your mm-hmm. quick thoughts, if I go into you know a little detail about this. Oh, this is the dumbest shit I ever heard. I'm getting <clears throat> tired of these old men. We one, we need a cutoff age for people in office. In the Supreme, yeah, I agree with you. On we that need one. a cutoff age because it it's getting out of hand at this point. The part that pisses me off is that you have rapists out there that don't get nothing. When they go to uh when they get in prison or never they barely get to go to prison. And now they're giving them the power that they need to choose their mothers 
of, I mean, the mother of their children. This is the dumbest thing I ever heard. I, I'm, I've been arguing with people back and forth all week about it. One of them being my cousin, out of his mind. I'm, I'm literally about to disown him. I already told him I'm not talking politics <clears throat> with you because you literally just don't get it. You know, it, it, uh, go ahead. It, no, it, the whole thing is just dumb. It's absolutely dumb. And people keep saying, yeah, um, like, you, you got to worry about the, um, it's all about the kids. You want to kill a kid? I'm like, guys, now that I work in the medical field, the chances of a woman not, like, surviving a birth or the baby not surviving birth is much larger than you guys expect. Yeah, especially for a woman of color. Exactly. Much mm. larger than you guys expect. It, it, it's absolutely dumb. And the fact that you guys want to save the babies, but you ain't going to do a damn thing about them when they're born. Because we still got school shootings. Yep. Where's the formula on the shelves? Yep. Where the healthcare? Where, exactly. And it's like, it, you guys are working backwards. Absolutely backwards. It, and then it, I think it's going to trickle down. Uh end up being on birth, uh, like banning birth control, which is also dumb because birth control is not only for birth. It's to help um, women with, you know, with certain cramps and stuff like that. But I don't want to get too detailed into it because that's more, it, it's more of a woman's position to talk about that yes. versus me. I want to bring awareness to what this issue is. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, you know, I, I want to make something very clear out there to everybody out there listening because right now, and I think when I want to be clear about something, it has to start with yourself. As you know, I'm a big fan of Michael Jackson. Me in mm-hmm. the mirror, I preach that. Yeah. So I'm going to take this opportunity to look in the man in the mirror here. Get off your hot, get off your soapbox. Get off your, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you all this because everybody want to be right about something. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to talk and everybody wants to make their point. Everybody wants to make sure that their point is heard and they are the right point, right? And I just, I have to be honest with you. I was not educated about some of this stuff mm-hmm. up even to up until recently. And me personally, my personal stance on the whole abortion thing is because when it's not a formulating a heartbeat, it's not a baby to me. Right. But there have been abortions where they're late abortions and they are taking out the baby. And I feel bad for the, for the child. Right. But every situation is different. And I can't make some woman go and her go to the hospital and be like, because, you know, that is a, a situation that's hard to deal with because you know why? I've been through it before. Okay? My mother has been through it before. This whole thing is about one thing, and that's power. Because they, you have to control something, and you have to kind of create chaos for something to take itself out that's getting too powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay, and whether people could call themselves conspiracy theorists or whatever the case may be, it's like this: look, don't give me the religion shit. Excuse me for saying the shit in religion in the same sentence, but don't give me that. I I'm on this earth. I'm not going to reveal my real name, but. Y'all know my name. My name is not Jehovah. My name is not God. My name is not Jesus. My name is not uh, um, the Alpha, the, the Omega. It's 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 none of those names. 
anything i'm not allah i'm not buddha i'm not any of those that's not my position i don't play god because i am not god and anybody want to come on here and they want to act like they want to play god they want to go do you know do all this stuff and tell somebody who they're, they're not even experiencing this what they should do and all these laws are coming in effect that now because the human body is going to do what the human body wants to do. It's going to do. And if they want to be so starch conservatives and they, they want to be believing in God, stuff like that, well, guess what? If a woman has a miscarriage, shit happens. Okay? It's out of her control. You mean to tell me her privacy is now invaded and y'all want to investigate because she had a miscarriage? You know what? My mother had a miscarriage. And we lost two twin boys, uh, yeah, two twins before I was born. So if things had went the way it went, it probably would have been six of us. And she had a very terrible, now my mother's no longer here with us, but she had a very terrible time with, and a very graphic story that happened with those twins that could have almost lost her life at that time. And thank God for my dad who helped her and got her into the hospital in time. It's not her fault. But all that shit go out the window because right now it's all about power. And they they don't even believe the shit they're saying themselves. And now it's about to get worse because Clarence Thomas out there who who, who was like, you know, being the kind of like fingers up ringleader for this shit has already proposed to play them all things that they are planning to do this summer. People, we are in July already. This summer, going into gay rights, gay marriage, and everything to try to turn the world backwards. Now, granted, he didn't say anything about Loving versus Virginia because, you know, that wouldn't benefit him, but I want him to understand something. You do that, they coming for you. And I, I want us to be honest about a certain thing. First of all, a little backstory of Clarence Thomas, you know, because he, this man wasn't born like this. You know, uh, even in, um, <clears throat> I forgot what college he went to, or university he went to, but um, he was a, uh, he was uh, known for creating like this, this black student union up there and of uh, the people that he followed from that time of Malcolm X and helped support the Black Panther Party. And you may sit there and say, what the fuck happened? And you sit there and you wonder, and then when he got to, I think, that uh, it was Yale because of like affirmative action. And all, you know, the white brethren want to say that, hey, you got here because of further action. And it was more so like, no, I got here because of my own. But it turned into more of, so let me try to prove to the white man that I did this on my own. It, opposed to, it turned into kissing the white man's ass. And that's, and that's how it grows. And that's how usually a lot of times when we, we see people out here who we want to call Uncle Tom's and stuff like that, that's where that shit comes from. And to be honest with you, it's ingrained in us. I've done it plenty of times. I'm not going to sit here 
talk to somebody like this is as I say that I haven't done it before. I've had a problem with black people uh when I was growing up. I had to get therapy for it. It's there. And it's so you know everybody wants to be so much to, to, to please the white man because that's how they have built this country on he's gonna go out here and try to do all this and pretty soon we gonna really really turn this shit backwards to jim crow to the point where we damn near put up a color sign again and it'll be okay the shit that's going on with them right now that's what they're, they're, they're saying live on tv it's like you know, this shit is slipping out. And to the point where it's just like, did y'all hear them say that? I'm like, yeah. They know what they're doing. And they don't care. They don't care. And now, they may sit there and tell you that, hey, well, come November, we got to vote. And to be honest with you, yeah, we do, but how do we get us as a people out there? Because you, because it ain't just all about us not going out there and voting. They sabotaging our uh, voting locations, making it harder for people to go out there and vote. Trying to uh, try, try to overturn voting rights. They, they will do anything they possibly can to. Make sure that your vote don't count and that, that you can't take them out of power. That's all this thing is is for. And don't let nobody else tell you any different. Because they, they can't really back up the claims. Because everything, everything they're saying about this, this human life is contradicting itself of what's going on right now. They don't care about the kids right now. They care about rich white children that's it they don't care about any other child they don't care about the, you know the orphanages they don't care about the homeless they don't care about the colors they don't care about the ones in the projects the ones over there uh trying to cross the border they don't care about any of these kids at all if you care so much about the kids, obviously, you don't even take care of the kids that's here now. You just want to make sure they, they're born, and next thing you know, it's like, okay, we have, an, we, we have an, another kid here, okay? You have to take care of that kid. Kids are not cheap. Blessings, yes, but they're not cheap. A kid is not, and all you out there want to talk about some, you know, I got a dog, I got a cat bullshit. That, no, a kid, a human child is not a dog or a cat. You know why? Because a little puppy, yeah, you got to train them, but they can go to the bathroom themselves. They, they can end up feeding themselves. It don't take that long. A child is not that. We're still in the potty training stages of my daughter. And that's Three. Three years old for a dog, I'm saying is is damn near doing everything is doing everything on his own. And that shit makes me sick. And it also makes me sick is how much they want to throw all this religion in there. And it makes you it, it, it makes you think for somebody 
who is a man of faith like I am, it, it, you know, after a while you keep hearing the bullshit and you'd be like, damn, what am I doing something wrong? Because that's how, how how do you want to use it to, to to turn anybody against each other? And I feel I feel when when this happened, I felt for my friends. I have friends out there, and I'm not going to reveal names. I have friends out there that's going that that just had kids, or going to have kids, or in the process of having kids. And this affects everybody. So now. What the fuck are we going to do? Like, we got some serious, serious work to do. This ain't going to be a thing where it's like, let me sit back and the people that's angry enough won't make a difference. How many times have we done that? Honestly. So, like, how many times have you, you done that in your life? Enough. I've done it all the time. Let the ones that's really angry... Go out there and protest, and it'll work itself out, bro. That that shit is dumb. Days is done. You got to do something. You got to do fucking something. And if I gotta be on this platform and talk about it on this podcast <clears throat> to bring awareness to to somebody, to anybody. And for me to go out there and do the work, go out there and help people vote, organize, whatever the, whatever the fuck I got to do, raise money like me, like me, me and Sway would do, or it, just, to, just to try to do something. Because we are really in some dark ages, and it doesn't matter if it's 2022. And history, history does repeat itself, but even with the bad history, so does the good repeat itself too, and we got to fight. The, the, the shit ain't over because because just because you're not no woman don't mean this doesn't affect you. And if they want to try to overturn gay marriage just because you're not gay don't mean it don't affect you because eventually eventually this is the beginning each thing that's, this is affecting is going to eventually affect you one way or another. And y'all want to go out there and y'all want to hide behind and make all types of excuses. And then, well, they not doing it. You always want to make excuses for the reason why this stuff has happened. Sometimes people have their own agenda and evil shit happens. Am I right? Yeah. I used to make excuses all the time on why certain things happen to women, to black people, to Hispanic people, to gay people. I'm I'm making excuses for reasons why things are happening to these people because it's never the white man's fault. That's crazy. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror and be like, nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you? That is a problem. That is a sickness. That is a disease that you got. Ch- you got to check yourself. And anybody want to talk about so? I want peace. I don't want to disrupt anything. I don't want to make you know. Say I don't want to make a big thing out of anything. When you don't say shit and you allow shit to happen, you you have no peace. Being silent 
and not saying anything is making a decision. All the time. And that's the more that's the more hurtful part of it all. I feel for my wife because of the stuff that she had to go through. I feel for my mother, God rest her soul, all the stuff that she had to go through. I feel for any woman out there who is dealing with or has to deal with this. Because if you take that stuff and you like apply it to yourself, do you want, you know, how would you feel if somebody was able to control you? Why do you think all this shit's happening right now? Why do you think that they call it the great replacement theory? Why do you think they are so scared? They don't want to be controlled. Am I right? But they want to control everybody else. I'm going to do what I can to get people out there to go vote and to tell my friends over there. Of course, I want to have a good time. Of course, nobody wants to keep, wants to keep talking about this, but I have, I have a platform to talk about it. And I'm like, no, we're going we, we gonna to go out there and we're we going to finish this fight because the problem is them conservative MAGA Republicans, they stay angry. They stay angry for like 40 years. And we over here, like you know, people who, who have more of the uh, liberal thoughts, we get complacent. Do we not? We get complacent. Something, something has passed. Something looks like it's changed, and we feel as though that's just the way it's supposed to be forever. They will c- calculate and plan and stay angry until they get their way. We need to be stay angry, and we gotta stay angry at our administration and our lawmakers to go out there and, and have the balls to do something. I'm not. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to apologize for it at all. I just wanted to make sure I got that out of the way first. And just to get, get, get my thoughts, get get swag thoughts about it. You know, I understand people in the, have arguments with their families and stuff like that too right now. But, you know, I know when it comes to, to, some of my, to my family, I, just, I back them into a corner. Because I'm just like, just tell me what you want. Be honest. Tell me what you want. Cause that's not what you want. Do you want safety for your family? If you agree, do you want to just be white? Do you not really care about the women's rights in the first place? Did did, did you have an abortion? Cause you don't think these people out here who talk about some anti-abortion ain't had no abortion? Get the fuck out of here. Are you mad because a woman got an abortion? And it was part of your child. And you got upset about it because you don't have no child right now. What are you upset about? What are you truly mad about? Because whatever it is, that's what you're hiding. Like, just just go ahead and say say what you mean. Because obviously there is a problem. It's, It's deeply rooted in anger and fear of something. All this surface shit is not that open and closed. It's always something. <clears throat> Alright. Now I'm off that. You know. I you know what I'm saying? I, I, I appreciate you, Swag, you know, for for uh, letting me go off a little bit. 
Yeah, you don't. No, you sound like you needed that. Yeah. <coughs> Look, I'm just saying for somebody, I, I've been through this before. Um, that's the that's the point of view that's needed. Yeah. So you know, and this is a very sensitive topic for, you know, like it's it's different when you've been through it. It's different when you've been through it. And because if if you ain't never been called a, n- a nigga before, how the hell are you gonna know what it feel like? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people just don't. A lot of people don't don't understand that. <clears throat> but now, I do want I do want to move on to that. Me and my wife celebrated our four year wedding anniversary, and her idea was let's go to the African American Smithsonian Museum. In DC, I'm a I, I you know I'm a history nut. I won't call myself a buff because I, I'm not that talented in history, but uh, I am a history nut. You're definitely the only fanatic in history that I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever met someone excited about history as you. <laughs> it, it, you know, cause it uh, I'm so I guess moved by it. Especially when we talk about Black history, mm-hmm. it just it, it, this history that history I've been through, and when we, when we took me to the Nine Eleven Museum, it was the most beautiful thing. I it, it was like it was so peaceful. I didn't know how I was going to react to it. It is sad. I ain't gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. It's sad, and heartbreaking, but it's peaceful. And I was just like, this museum because we have a. For those who don't know, uh, we have an African American museum here in Philly, and it ain't that big. Like we have that, we have that one in the Jewish. Have, have you been to any of those, Aunt? I have not. Yeah, uh, I, I know. I bore uh, <laughs> left brain been there mm-hmm. a, a while, a, a couple weeks ago. I was like, God, it's small in there. <laughs> I was, I, I was just like, man, it's like. I, whatever, whatever y'all talk about here, y'all, y'all should call, should code it over this because y'all, y'all only got about a good wall to wall space to talk about everything. <laughs> you gonna put all that time in here? Yeah. Um. So we go, uh, and I'm just like, I'm excited. We took the we took the Amtrak train down. And uh, we got there, and I was just like, all right. And they already gave us a warning when you buy the tickets. You had to buy the tickets like a month in advance. Mm-hmm. And you can, buy, you can get the six tickets. First of all, the museum is free, by the way. Okay, nice. So you don't have to you don't have to buy tickets. Because I was telling a lot of my friends, like, how much are the tickets? I was like, it's free, y'all. All we got to do is just book it in advance. So if you're like, let's, let's go in August. Like, all right, let's get six tickets. Bam, we going in August. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. And you walk up and they let you in. Mm. And we had we, we, we had two girls in front of us that, that came in and was like, hey, can we go to the museum? She's like, no, you can't go in. You had to reserve tickets. You had to reserve a, a month in advance. And they couldn't mm. go to get in the museum. I was like, wow. And I was like, well, I was also thinking like, why can't you just like go up there and get them? Because it's crowded as hell in there. Uh, that's <clears> why I figured <throat> if it's a free museum. Yeah. <clears throat> It's it's crowded as hell to the point. It's just like, all right, we gotta, you gotta, you know, maneuver yourself. It's only it's only open to like five. Uh huh. So <clears throat> when we got in there, I was just like, 
wow, this is kind of empty. Because we're on the, like, we're on the lobby floor. Right. You see the gift shop, and you see some, you know, murals and sculptures and stuff like that, like a running museum, and a big table, you know, a, a discussion table. It was a big open space. I was just like, dear, where's everything at? And, and it, so she had to get the little Q&R code on her phone, and mm-hmm. it showed us, like, all right, there's five floors if you include the basement. Right. Because people don't usually include basement as the floor, mm-hmm. but that floor has the information on it. And it's like, all right, you're going to go through the whole museum, and you're going to go from slavery to today. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, let's do this. And, and then uh, Lady Sketch was asking me, I think she'll, she'll join the minute, but she was just like, so you want to start upstairs first? I said, upstairs? I live through upstairs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm living through upstairs right now. Well, I got you there right now. Let's, I said, we here, we going to do our ancestors right. Start from the bottom. I know what to expect. I really did. I said, we going to go all the way to the bottom. All the way. So, um, we get down there, and it, uh, we get to, it, it, it's a beautiful black mu- uh, mural right there that has like, all different pictures of notable African Americans from, you know, back, back in the day and stuff like that. Right. Everything from, um, Emmett Till to Fane Lou Hammer to Thurgood Marshall and to Frederick Douglass and Lincoln and all that stuff like that. So, you go in and then there's this, uh, like video playing on the wall like a projector and everybody sitting there waiting I'm just like do we go by and go outside and then the lady said hey we're just waiting for capacity to fill up and then you guys can head downstairs next to me there was this there, there was this guy you know what I'm saying I'm, he was excited I'll just put it down mm-hmm. and as he's looking at, at, at the projector he was just like oh my god it's, it's, like, it's like he was watching like Civil Rights Avengers <laughs> he was like oh my god it's Ruby Bridges Oh my God! Is that when they sitting there and they're doing a sitting in the classroom? And I was just in my head. I was just like, "That's James Meredith. That's not a sitting." In the- no, he he giving you a run for his money for your money. Yeah, I, I, I was just, I was just shaking my head. He like this. Oh my God! That's the BLM protest. How long ago did Black Lives Matter start? And I was just like, the battle so, of the buffs. So, one of his friends was just like, "Let's just walk through the museum. <laughs> Let's just." Uh, Walk through the museum, and I and, and I, I was sitting laughing to myself. I was just like, you know, look, that that's why he's here. He's here to learn, because it was obviously like like a college or a school thing or something like that. Oh, and by right. the way, my my wife, my beautiful wife, who planned this whole trip, she gets all the credit in the world. Uh, is here in the background. Hello, on the podcast, on the podcast as well. Why here if I had to do this when I put some food in my mouth? Not sure. <laughs> yeah. But hello everyone. Pick the worst times. Yeah, I, I know I picked the worst times. So we <laughs> so we go downstairs and it's like Africa. Let's do this. In your face. They give you everything. And I when I say everything, I'm talking about they even had the thing of the sugar bowl saying, like, hey, I want y'all to know something. Africa sold Africans to the white man to bring over in the slave trade. Mm-hmm. And they had 
all that. And then as you're walking through, of course, there's plenty. There's plenty to read, plenty of pamphlets, but there are voiceovers, so you can. It's like you're hearing the history as you're walking through the museum, and you go into the whole middle passage and the slave boats, and then you go into like this dark room that has certain pieces of a slave ship that was found in like the 70s I think it was right eerie ass room and when I say eerie I don't mean like oh my gosh I'm just like it's, it's deep because you hear the narration of how the slaves were on those slave ships and they have it very dark in that room so to, 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 to try to ca- capture that ambiance and all that stuff like that and I was mm-hmm. just like I mean you you had a couple of white women come out there fanning themselves, okay? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, but... <laughs> yes, it, oh, tr- trust me. A lot of funny stories on that one. But, um... As we're as walking through, and then... We're getting into, uh... You know, the slaves, and how they had to pick the cotton, and how they, um... <clears throat> you know, about, about the revolts. Now, I know I, I did miss... A couple of things uh, in certain sections as I was going by, because my wife is a sit by. Like she will sit there and read at a museum. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy. I will walk up to it. I will take a picture of it. I'll record where I'm at, and then if I see something that I, I know or I, I need to freshen up on, I'll skim it. But I always take. I always buy the like the museum booklet so I go back and read in detail about it. Right. So that, 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 those are two different ways that that, that we are that we go into the museum. So. I'm like halfway down, like I'm all the way down by like the Revolutionary War, and I'm like, damn, what is sketch it? So I had to go back like two rooms and be like, I don't hear I did not want to lose her in DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much stuff going on in DC right now. I, <clears throat> I didn't want to do that. So, um, LA sketch, are, are you okay? Yeah, I was about to say, how, how'd you feel about that? That first slavery part that we came into. Was you expecting like the, the Blacks and Wax Museum? What, what, what? Um, no. I it I expected it to be more tastefully done than that. Okay. Um, I don't know if y'all... <laughs> more tastefully done. Listen, I don't know if y'all ever been to the Blacks and Wax Museum in Baltimore. It's a wild experience. The basement is where the slave trade part is at, and it's intense. Yeah, they really put it under the ship. Like... <laughs> They put a lot. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. It was big tripping. Um, but, I mean, just naturally me being me. Mm-hmm. Some of these things are already new, um, but it was it was cool to see the, um, like, the artifacts attached to this. Like, the, um, some of the gold, like, necklaces and things like that that was... Uh, I believe Mansa Musa's, uh, mm. and he was like one of the richest men in history. Period. Yeah. Um, and then they they talked about uh, the slaves, like the tribes that had to decide whether they was going to get enslaved or they was going to go capture some other tribes and, and sell them into slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, the room with the the ship parts. That was found, I believe, in Brazil. Brazil? I want to say it was Brazil. It has information up there, believe me. It tells you. Um, yeah. And then it also tells you, like, they have several maps throughout 
the the whole museum, honestly, about the slave trade and telling you where most people were uh, dropped off. And it's interesting because, you know, a lot of folks don't really realize how dispersed a lot of uh, Africans were mm-hmm. during the slave trade. Like the second largest, maybe the largest amount of Africans that were dropped off in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's been such a tug of war because there's so many Afro Brazilians and they like want to wipe them off the map kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there's it was interesting. It was just kind of like not like, oh, I already noticed I don't want to see this, but it was just like, okay cool. I, I appreciate what y'all doing here. Give us a little bit. I would have liked a little more pre-slavery information. Yeah. Because mm. um, I kind of, I think that was kind of what like, I was what, expecting. What was that? With kings and queens? Not even kings yeah. and queens. Everybody wasn't a king and queen. Let's just, let's keep it a buck. Just like here, everybody ain't rich. Everybody over there wasn't kings and queens. Some folks was goat herders. Mm. Some people were just the, um, Average dude's trying to get by. Yes, the yeah. woman who watched the children in the village, uh, the storytellers, the people who they're just everyday people. Um, but not even just that, just about life. Like it, I don't need it to be kings and queens. Yeah. Just what was life before slavery, slavery kind of deal. That's um, actually interesting because I was going to ask if they had that. Uh, it's there. not like they didn't say it at all, but <clears> it was mostly like they they touch on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but mostly to kind of get you to the point of, yeah, they came and took us, and then they show you where they took you from, like they took folks from, and the different castles that were on the shores and things like mm-hmm. that. It was it it it's very short lived piece about mm-hmm. pre slavery Africa. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So. We went through that. That was cool. Not cool, but you know what I mean. Um, And then the next section was about, like, they had a whole room about the transatlantic slave trade. Yes. And then they had a room about the domestic slave trade. Um, Because I don't think people... And they had screens, like I said, as you're walking, screens and narrations and interactive touch screens everywhere, literally. Mm -hmm. Oh, Nice. Because um, I think I think a lot of folks like we always hear about transatlantic slave trade, like mm. literally coming across the water. But there were people who was sending slaves, just like we know, you know, people's mm. on the, the auction block being sold and looked over like livestock. Yeah. Um, How do you pull your eyelids back and check your teeth? Yes, because there was a uh, woman that was a, there was a voiceover with a woman talking about how what it was like on the slave block, mm-hmm. where they would look you over like a horse. As her words, not mine. Um, and I was just like, "Wow!" Okay. Yeah, they actually had like a case, like like a slave block right there. They did. They had a piece of a, a slave block there. Um, they had like shackles and things like that. Yeah, and all. Uh, yeah. It was just. It was a lot. It was. It can be overwhelming, especially. Slavery parts always over, 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 for me because it's it, it's like cause even when I'm in school, I'm just like. That's slavery again, cause like you know, it's always for me. That's always the hardest part. I'm just like, it's like, damn, you just can't get out of this. So 
slavery mm-hmm. always yeah. felt bad. Like it always felt hard to hear about. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it became more real when I like sat down with my mom and my grandma and realized that I am only. I want to say three or four generations removed from slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma. That's one. And then her, her grandfather. So is that four? Five? Yeah. I don't know. We close. Um, her, her grandfather was the product of the rape of us, us, his mother, who mm. was a slave. Mm-hmm. So, and it was, and this man died, um, like, I would say in maybe the 70s. I about to say maybe 1970s or something. Yeah. So, it was just like, it just like, everybody's like, oh, well, you always come on, get over it. These things were not so, so long ago. There are still things, just like we talked about here before, pictures in black and white, that don't need to be in black and white because it makes you feel like it's further mm-hmm. away than it was. When Martin Luther King was assassinated, my mother was six years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not a... That's old enough to remember something like that. Shit, my dad was, what, 18? He was, yes. He was a grown man. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad's age right there, I was in the military. But even like, still, yeah. it's like, the, just the thought of, this is not something that's like super... Uh-huh. Uh, like your dad experienced Jim Crow firsthand. Straight from the roof. Same with my 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 grandparents. They were actually a part of that, like what they labeled the Great Migration. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember the actual like exact years, but their families moved here. Nineteen nineteen to like nineteen thirty something. Which makes sense because yeah. they were both born. Mm-hmm. And they spent time down there. And for those who don't know the Great Migration, is that is when uh, a lot of uh, Negroes went to the North or the West to try to find better life and work from the South because you know the South is trash. But so the whole so so is everything else in America. But yeah. so, at that time, they felt as though going North and go, especially after the abolition of because you know they, they talk about the, uh, the Revolutionary War mm-hmm. and it, and how blacks uh, will fight for both sides. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they were like, okay, well, we don't have enough men or men are getting killed too rapidly, so we got to go and get the coloreds, mm-hmm. as they're calling them, um, and enlist them in the wars. Yeah, and they were hesitant about giving them guns. They were like, look, we'll promise you your freedom. My fingers are up. It, you know what I'm saying? If you fight for us. And- imagine, Imagine that you being afraid of giving them guns because you were afraid that they would be just as savage as you were. <laughs> exactly, um, and, and you had the voice so it was like, but they said, "Look, all we heard was free, so mm-hmm. they did whatever they were gonna take to be free." So, and that's you know, I do think that's what a lot of you know, what, what we call Uncle Tom's or House Negroes or something like that. Whatever it takes to get free, to get free, because everybody ain't a revolutionary. It, it, it's not. I do believe we get. Some of this blinded, but I'm just saying. But I ain't talking about back then. I'm talking about like now. I'm just talking about, but you know what I'm saying? Cause it's it's hard for me to give them a hard time back then. I mean, we you researched this. You know that there were folks who were not happy about Martin Luther King, 
and his yeah. counterparts showing up because they was just like, y'all out here making too much noise and we just trying to get by. Yeah. Like, don't come down here riling up the uh, the white folk. Is that, is that, is that. But, really is a good white folk. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so it went through that whole, like, it was, everything was chronological. It went through when we got here all the way through Reconstruction, which I think there was another exhibit about Reconstruction that we yeah. didn't go into. We did. Um, but then, but I, I, I think I walked past, I went to, the, I, I'm at the Civil War. And then I go to the Civil War and it talks about, you know, the blacks enjoy the Civil War. We get to Frederick Douglass mm-hmm. and Lincoln. I'm pretty sure I see Morgan Freeman and Denzel up there. I play. <laughs> For glory. He probably, probably would have been. But we did talk about that, and then uh, you know they they, they showed they, they talked about the Frederick Douglass paper, the North Star. Mm-hmm. They actually had an actual North Star paper in there in the case. I took a picture of that. Then they had like you know the the the, the whole um, slave heroes, and somebody was 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 around. We called. I was just like. Why does it sound like a superhero group? Slave hero? <laughs> there were some school teachers that was going in here thinking like this, like this was like Black Avengers. Because they like had like Richard Douglas, Harry Tuggles, and all the truth. And, and all the like, like, like and lined up and he turned on. So, and then somebody... Was Nat Turner there? No. But I took... And then I heard from one of the students behind... Like, I wasn't mad, but I was like, yeah, they, they got to get educated. Like, it's the slave heroes. Like, what, 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 what the hell did you not see coming all the way up to this point? <laughs> Anybody was just like, yes, sir, yes, sir, Frederick. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir, yes, sir, Harry. And like, I mean, oh, they're they revolts. You got to them, them going to the military, like, those all heroes. And then when you turn that corner, then it gets to the corner that you know about. And that's Jim Crow. The civil rights and Jim Crow. So, you and then, and, excuse me, Sway, when you turn that corner, right? Mm-hmm. They, they let you know what area you in because it's two things you see. A color only sign and a Ku Klux Klan mask. And a hood. That's that who donated <laughs> the KKK hood. <laughs> they was on the deathbed that's like, look, nah. just take this. I'm trying to be good. No, nah, someone trying to turn their life around. Turn their life around on there. Like, they said, come pick this up at this location today. I won't be dead by night. You know what I'm saying? They Something had like the, that. Um, like, the red yeah. joint. What is it? Oh, they had a black you know, nurse. So, <laughs> that's the thing. The so, super clan. So the red one is the Grand Wizard, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Peep this. So I'm showing my dad the pictures, right? Without hesitation, as soon as he gets that picture, oh, they got the Grand Wizard up here. I said, wait, that's what it was? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was just like. That was in Watchmen. Watch, yeah. I was sitting there like, damn, dad, was he right outside your house that night? So <laughs> listen. The, 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 super, the super clan man. Yeah. The way my dad, the way my dad was just like, oh, they got the whole grand wizard up here. I was just like, who's who, who's is that? Like, who gave yeah. that up? It was funny because th- there was somebody that was there was still there, there was just chilling on the side, right? You know, like school kid, because mm-hmm. they had that one of shirts on. And I said, excuse me, I want to take a picture. I took a picture, and he looked back when I took a picture. He he jumped. And he was just like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I guess you ain't see that back there. Yeah, and that joint was in full, and then it, 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 it is eerie. It is eerie. It's like like somebody wore that. There are certain things that you see in museums that I personally feel like I don't get into a whole bunch of thing here, but energy is a real thing. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are certain things that you are around, and no matter how long it's been, no matter if it's on a person, with the person, it will still radiate evil or bad energy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The clan stuff had bad energy, bro. I swear like, that Joe was looking at me through the glass. I was just like, I don't want to be. Near. I was like, it's it's locked up, right? No, I, I, I was like, like, it don't matter. I said, I said, wait, don't feel that. No, because I'm like, because if someone could just pick that up and put it on, it would be like a Doctor Fate helmet. I'm about to say, I'm about, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, I, I don't want y'all to see this fit. You know what I'm saying? So, but then and then it, it goes from like the birth of the clan, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, 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 then it talks about this is a hard part to get through, but you got to get through it. Lynchings. And mm-hmm. when I, I say, out after that first lynching picture, I said, "Whoop, that's my cute exit." So I say to the whole thing, "I'm not more about problems." But I was just <laughs> like, "I'm going. To, I came here. I'm going to do this whole thing because they are very unapologetic about like, like they like look at this strange fruit hanging. I want they, y'all, they I want y'all to see. They got all. They got the names of the people and why they were lynched in the first place. They leave all the pictures. They warn you. They they like." Put everything in a red box that might be kind of difficult to look at. Yeah. Mm. And I mean... I didn't know that the first time. We came in the wrong way. And I just walked up to it. And I was just like, well... Dag. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, it and, was right and, next to the clan hood. And, and, and exactly. I'm just like, and these ain't like, you know, your typical lynching from a tree. Like, like they had people lynch in the crosswalk of the street. Yeah. I'm just like... Lynched and burned and all kinds of stuff. It was wild. And I said, okay. But, you know what I'm saying, but you do learn. And I, I looked under there. I, I wanted to make sure, like, I'm going to, because I watched an episode by Touched by an Angel. I'm like, I want to look. That episode of Touched by an Angel still haunts Haunts. me. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I'm going to look at the names. Everybody say their names. Well, I'm going to look at their names. Mm -hmm. And and do them respect. And after, after you get to the lynchings, you get to stereotypes. Yes, it's just, it was a very odd um, transition there. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's jarring. It went straight from <clears throat> like the Klan and Jim Crow, and some of they did they had like a list of Jim Crow laws. Yeah. On the wall too, and then you turn around and it's like Sambo. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, wait like, a minute, job. Exactly. Wait, exactly. <laughs> so they they had like all the toys and the mugs and all stuff like that, and all stuff like that from the ancient mom and all stuff like that, mm-hmm. like all all the. Those bamboozle, if y'all ever seen a yes, movie, by type the toys. Spikely. Yeah, and his mind would have been a bamboozled wall. Exactly, that's what it was. All that blackface stuff, and then uh, there's this. Oh, and they explain to you where stereotypes came from. Like mm. watermelon was never a super popular. This is not something I heard from you. This is something yeah. I heard before this, but was never super popular with black people. It was spun into a stereotype because black people were making a lot of money farming watermelon. Ah. Uh, so to that makes turn more it back sense. on its head, they made it a negative stereotype. So gotcha. people would distance themselves from the watermelon. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Then we go into um, Tulsa. Yeah, and all the race riots. They had all, several yeah. race riots. The Detroit race riots, also race They had riots. like a whole list of like, look. There's a lot of them. These, but like, you all pass it and it's like, what the fuck didn't y'all burn down? Like, how, like, you know what I'm saying? Small dick energy here. Like, that's, that's how mad you get when you walk by it. But that's the truth, though. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't see if they had the town, like the flooded towns and things like that. I didn't see that, but I definitely saw Detroit. I definitely saw Tulsa. Well, that because those were race yeah. rights. But yeah. These are like towns that disappeared, like. Oh. Um. That's kind of creepy. Like yeah, Osterville, Georgia, Lake Lanier, in Georgia, is over top of a former black town. They ran all the people out, hung a lot of people, killed a lot of people, and then they flooded the town and made it a lake. That's a real thing that happens now. And everybody always says it's haunted and people be dying there because the spirits are still there, which I completely believe. But there are several towns like that. Um, Lake Lanier, which was Oscarville. um, And then there's uh, Central Park was a thriving black community. It was actually two. They knocked down the people. They they kicked the people out to start building um, the lake or whatever. And then they moved over to Seneca Village, and then they leveled Seneca Village to make Central Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's another thing where I was like, I don't know if that's in there or and I missed it. Um, but there are lots of towns like that all across the South and the North um, where the people will run out and they flooded the town or burned the town to the ground and made it something else. Yeah, that is um, that right there is it, it, it's uh, it, it's a lot. Yeah. It, it really is a lot. But um, but I'm saying, but but, but you, you have to learn it. And then it's like okay, so now it's like it's like this crazy transition because they have this railroad car. Mm-hmm. Of you know, and you get to go through what a segregated railroad car looked like. And, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That that right there before we got to the car where it had the um the signs like the like about the black towns I yeah. think that was the part about uh. the the um predominantly black cities oh okay that disappeared mm-hmm. um I didn't get to read all of it because one there was a lot of people that was just crowding around yeah. places and I was just like yo that's a museum read and move on like we well, uh, <laughs> I, now, hold on there ain't one anybody can't read as fast as you can I'm not saying but, I read fast but I'm just like y'all just lingering sitting here with your hands in your pockets but no, look, <laughs> like, I want to see what's going on there, there was some that I was just like y- y'all choosing this hood of protest like now I'm just saying, cause, <laughs> God, I'm just saying there were a lot that, that, that it was like we're going to sit here and we're going to exhort everything okay because, yeah like they had the, the lunch counters that thing was full the whole time. Full the whole time. I was like, it, it, it like I want y'all to know that the, the city means that we get to sit there too. You know what I'm saying? They're like, no, we're going to be here all as long as it takes. Like, I looked over the railing. It was like a game. Like, you sit there and they like, if a white person comes and pours a glass of milk in your head, what would you do? Is That's really what it said. I was yeah. like, what's going on here? <laughs> I swear to God. The whole lunch counter, right, Sway, is touchscreen. <laughs> so, and so... When you do the sit-in lunch counter, right? Mm-hmm. You sit there. The whole the the, the, the whole tabletop is, is um touchscreen, and then there's a screen right there showing you what happened during the sit-ins. Right. Like you're gonna see people get shit thrown on them and spit on and eggs thrown at them and get beat up. Mm-hmm. So sit there, you <laughs> know, and 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 watch all that. But you go through the railroad car, and then. It shows you, you know, 
how what the white washroom looked like, how they had extra luggage compartments you walk through there. They had a lounge and smoking area. Exactly. Yeah, all, this this the train we talking about. And it then that that's what you say? They were stacked. And then mm-hmm. then they go to the color section. It's smaller. The washroom's so small, it's like you gotta go behind the door to kinda close it. If you oh, can. Dang. I guess you don't. You probably don't, you know what I'm saying? Probably, people probably just didn't use it. And then they had voiceovers of like in the in the whites only section, it was a voiceover of a little girl asking why all the color people was going to the back of the train. And the dad was like, oh, because they can't sit with us. And she was like, well, why? And it was just silence. And then you get to the, the, the colored section. And it was just like, mom, I'm hungry. Can we go get something to eat? And she's like, well, no, they only serve whites in the dining car, but I bought you some food. And then that baby is just like, well, why? Silence. And I don't know, like, <laughs> yo, yo, oh. nah, this setup is <laughs> this like just, a PBS school booming program. Booming out the speakers as you walking through the car. And, and it was funny because I walked through the car, right, lady right behind me with her daughter, right? Uh-huh. And she was like, did you see it? Did you see the difference? <laughs> Stop. And, uh, and she was, I feel like we shouldn't be laughing as much. <laughs> no, I'm, you got to you gotta be loud. No, no, certain things is like, <laughs> that that's funny. and and I was just like I was kind of hard because because you know how late she was she's like did you see it did you see the difference and she said yeah mama like the washrooms were so much smaller she said and that's not it either yeah she's like, and I was just like that child gonna learn I'm about to say <laughs> that's this school trip she said there was a lot of diverse groups of kids there it like really kids was. like um, yeah. They, it was like a children's choir or something there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Y'all bought them here? <laughs> you like, them you kids gonna find exhausted look, by the time they got to the I'm third floor. I'm just going to be real with you. I'm going to pray this to man and man. I'll be real with you. I did not expect to see that many white, white people at this museum. I'm, 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 I'm not going to be... I, I'm not shocked by that. I'm just like, these kids look like me. I thought no. we was coming to see the monument. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, the reason why I said that is because I'm just sitting there like, wait a minute, hold on. I figured that you, you get a, you get that kind of crowd of Philly. Like, this museum teaching you, you know what I'm saying, or showing you some, some things that you may have not heard or seen before. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about, it, it, no kid, and I, I, I swear to you, Sway, no kid in there seemed to be forcefully, like, I can tell you who was Uh-oh. the little black children. Oh, I wanted to cuss them out. Like I oh, was oh, yeah, into was... Auntie Mo so oh, yeah, bad. When I was talking, I was like, I was about to cuss them kids. I was like, I don't know these children, and I'm not gonna go to jail in DC right now. Yeah, but it was this little group of black kids in there. I don't know, and I said. Oh, I want to cuss this little I'm girl. Say, so I said, I said, how about y'all this? Y'all put your cell phones down. Go pick some cotton. They got the whole cotton stack over there. I literally was, just saw a reel of somebody who was just like, he was eating cotton candy with a fork. Uh-huh. He was sitting with some <laughs> white dudes. And he was like, you won't catch me picking cotton. No way. <laughs> I said, hey, yo. I hate it here. So, so at, no, see, like, see, I was so you, annoyed. You I was like, there them. are kids here younger than you, kids here of all kinds of ethnicities who are just. Yearning for learning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and well, like, 
no matter what the museum is, why are you in here being disrespectful? Like, just go outside. Go sit outside. Like, mm-hmm. if it's gonna be that, if it's gonna be that much, it shouldn't have to be like that episode of Touched by an Angel, where yeah. old girl was acting a fool until she realized her grandma's brother was in one of them lynching pictures. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have to be that. It shouldn't. We walked through the railroad car, and now we're we at the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we, we get introduced to like now they have like the, the, these little things of Rosa Parks, the the, the Greensboro uh, sit-ins. They have the actual uh, lunch chair. Then of course mm-hmm. you have Martin Luther King, you have John Lewis. They introduce you to uh, the different religious groups, which brings in the Nation of Islam, mm-hmm. and, you, and Michael Bex has his own section over there also. Yeah. Uh, the, not Farrakhan, Malcolm X. So, <laughs> so they uh, had like the Black Panthers. They had they had some shards of glass from the 16th Street Baptist, Baptist Church, Church bombing. Yeah. That one mm-hmm. kind of like that movie. Ever since I seen Four Little Girls, I, I saw Four Little Girls in sixth grade. Yes, yeah, and that movie one. has stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So um, that was kind of deep. And then they had a little section about black churches and. Um, they also had a section over there about some former slaves. Like, this woman died looking for her family. That was sad. Yeah. Um, like, all kinds of like stuff in there. It was a lot of stuff happening in that, like, 50s and 60s era area. Yeah. Exactly. They, and there's film. That you go watch a little TV as they explain stuff to you or came doing speeches or stuff like that. And as you're going through there, you're just like... Uh, Okay, so now do we go upstairs? And no, you actually don't because then you go up this ramp, mm-hmm. and they, they, they have uh, like lift every voices sing on the wall, like the lyrics and stuff. They have the Tzatziki airman airplane hanging above. You can see their, you know, their their military gear and stuff like that. Also, and then what was shocking was like like now we're in, we're getting to the seventies. Yeah, it went straight into like 60s and 70s, yeah. 60s, 70s, 80s. And then we get into, you know, blacks in television. And, mm-hmm. we're, and we're showing uh, the different shows from Good Times to the Jeffersons to... Uh, Julia uh, with Diane Carroll. Yeah, exactly. And, and Julia or um, Different Strokes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. And then and then, we, then you start going to like the Blacksportation movies. And, yeah. They had a small section there for that. It was a little small section. Yeah. Blacksportation uh, didn't get a lot of love in this museum. Yeah, no. It should have, but it did. Uh, they had, uh, from, from Blacksportation era, then, we, they, then they had some different things that went on, like, you know, the Attica Brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, they, 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 they showed that. Going also into now, in the 70s, different opportunities have happened. Blacks going into the suburbs. Yeah. And also from a lot of the riots and stuff that happened in the inner city and how the birth of the projects kind of happened also. They had a project door in there. Had a, an actual project door. Show you what the project like looked like. Like with the bricks and everything. Uh. I, I, I personally, when we got to that section, I was just like, this is a missed opportunity to talk about redlining for real. Mm-hmm. To me. Yeah. Um, because redlining has made a, a very a big impact like a societal impact of how a lot of inner cities and the surrounding suburbs are structured like city 
like um this like the city of Philadelphia is still like self segregated. Yes. Due to redlining. Places where we were just not allowed to buy houses or allowed to live or suburbs that we were not welcome in that, you know, have since become more integrated. But if you come to Philadelphia, certain when you go to a certain section of the city, you know you're going to see this ethnicity here, this ethnicity here. You may have a couple places like kind of where we all live where it's diverse. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, there's pockets in different areas. Yeah. And I was just like, I want, yeah, I want us to, I want to talk about us being upwardly mobile. But I feel like getting, if we're talking about housing opportunities, this is the area where we're doing this. I don't know if we did enough with um, redlining and folks trying to keep us out of the suburbs. Yeah. Um, so that was the one thing I was like, this is kind of weird. Maybe I missed it. Yeah, was like, but, then again, we could have missed it, and I didn't know I didn't read everything. Yeah. So, and then, you know, and then as we're doing that, we're going into the 80s. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, the birth of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And the birth of different uh, people like Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey whole show had a whole layout mm-hmm. there. Like a whole talk show thing. And then they had like... Listen, the, Oprah gave his museum a lot of money. She was all up and through this thing. Yeah. She was on like all three floors. Yeah. So, we go there and they have like a montage of things because they, they talked about crack cocaine, how it hit the black neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the crack epidemic of the 80s and all that stuff like that. And they have like a whole montage of stuff that goes on from, from the 80s and stuff like that with the uh, Grandmaster Flash and Furious Fire playing in the background. <laughs> I was like, it, 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 it was like, that's like, like the perfect song to put in this background. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's what yeah. it's about. Yeah, I'm saying <clears throat> Broken glass everywhere. Yeah, people pissing on the stick, you know, they just don't care. I can't stand the no- I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> hey, the elephant on my okay. back broke my second day. Don't push me because I'm close to the. <laughs> like, seriously. So, as you're going through that, they go through the 90s. And, like you said, and, and, and then you see, like, the little public enemy stuff, and you see. You know, like the little, little, little spray paint stuff, and then you see. And you the- see Anita Hill. Who tried to warn us about Clarence Tail? I'm sorry, Sarah, Clarence Thomas, a long time ago, and no one listened. Yeah, ain't listen at all. He in there, believe it or not, way. Yeah, he said yeah. <laughs> and then we in the two thousands, and then it shows you know Obama becoming Obama, president. Uh, Hurricane Katrina, unfortunately. Yeah, Hurricane Katrina. Of course, you know the the police shoots and Trayvon Martin and all that stuff like that. <laughs> And then they actually have a video where you can actually sit there and watch him talking about Trayvon, talk about Michael, Michael Brown and, and all the things that happened in, 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 in leading up in the 2000s, 2010s. And, and then we, we walk up and then we're like, Soulful Restaurant. And I was oh. like, what? No, I think we, there was a section about women in, there was another ramp you had to walk up, and it told you about like women in the movement or something. Yeah, they like did that. talk about that. They did talk about a little bit about HBCUs yeah. walking up, but now and then you leave. But but then after that, that's the basement. That's the whole basement. That's the whole educational part. I would yeah. personally say the rest yeah. of it, I think, was more for like you'll get something from it, like educationally, but it was more. Um, I think it's more aesthetics. I would aesthetics. say that for the fourth floor. Okay. I was saying for the fourth floor. So, 
They did. They did have a soulful restaurant in there. Swear. No, but wait, we gotta talk about this restaurant real fast. I, I, I just said the soulful restaurant. I, swear. I didn't know if you was gonna go into it deep, or if we was. I was because I want to talk about the white guy getting the back row. She's a collard greens. No, so what we so need to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> what we need to talk about is if I all right. If I told you to guess how much a plate of food was at this place. Keep in mind, it is a museum. And keep in mind, it is soul food. How much would you think it would be, Swag? Uh, $20 a platter. 45 American U.S. dollars. For how much? For a protein, and I think it's like two, two sides. Two sides, yeah, but a biscuit. And there was no drink. You had to get a drink. Dang. A cup of coffee. A cup of black like me coffee. No <laughs> additions. Four dollars. That's expensive. I said, what's going on here? And then they had desserts. You bag could of get. popcorn for eight dollars. The bag of popcorn was eight dollars. You could get desserts, but those was an additional uh, cost. The drinks was an additional cost. I said, now why would I want to go in here and spend? There's a reason why the museum's free. I feel you on that. But, um, they got to get their money somehow. Miss Clarissa up the street selling platters for $15. I'm not doing this. Is I'm it? not paying y'all $45 for this. And it didn't look like the food was that smacking. Like, from what I, from what I read, because I went and read the reviews before we went down there. Uh-huh. Everybody said the same thing. It was just like, either this was too expensive or this was expensive and the food wasn't good. There was no, oh, this was great. We really enjoyed it. Um, you get the average. <laughs> but I don't know. The wife was a lot to us. You want some collard greens? Bruh, and they was, and they, <laughs> and they was really, they trying to get folks the itis. They closed at 3. I said, who's eating this heavy before 3 p.m.? <laughs> Why am I eating greens and collard greens and, and chicken and yeah. uh, pound cake? You know what I'm saying? Sweet potato pie? Before 3 p.m. What are y'all doing? Shit. Anyway, we go past that. And then, um, so after that, you go back up to the main, like, floor where you come in. And then you go up again, and they have the second floor is the interactive one, right? Yeah, so so the second floor is not an interactive floor. And I'm like, I said, all right, dear, let's keep going. Because I was like, I was like, because first I was just like, I thought it was just going to be, like, basement Slavery, civil rights movement, right? Second floor, mm-hmm. and you talk about like you know, seventies, and then seventies, eighties, and then the, the top floor would be like ninety two thousands, right? Yeah, I, I did not think all of that was going to be in the basement. Yeah, I was very confused. So I was that. like, so what the hell is upstairs? The culture part. Let me tell you something, Sway. There's a lot upstairs. <laughs> you oh, get on my nerves. You go, hang in there. So, so we get to we get to the, 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 the uh, second floor. It's an interactive floor. They have a floor screen that teaches you how to step, like you know, the Greek fraternities, mm-hmm. like, like like the campus and stuff like that. Yeah. And of course, seeing people on there trying to do the, you know, you really you know, gotta stop, bro. All the I don't even know what you just did. He's clapping all up against himself trying to duplicate the steps. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Ah, okay. You know. <laughs> They have like an interact, interactive car that you go behind the wheel and you 
drive along the green book. And yes, you go to you got to figure out the green book. I was like, this is intense. <laughs> oh, so we actually learned something on like the movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then they had like a place where you could look through different artifacts. Um, like it was different. Um, what is it called? I can't think of the word right now. I'm. I guess I'm Touch tired. Me. No, it was like I'm trying to think of the thing. It was just different things that you could look, and they would show you what it was, uh-huh. um, and where it came from, that kind of thing. Yeah. There was also a room off to the side that looked like a place where you could like sit down and look through things, but we didn't get a chance to stop in there. Um, and they had a hip hop photography like exhibit. I think was t- that was temporary uh-huh. in there too. Uh, but we didn't stay down there long, so I didn't even get to really like get a chance to see everything. I wanted to see Lady Sketch step, but she didn't want to do it. Sir, my ankle was already looking like a rhinoceros, and we still had two floors to go. I would so, not have made it through the rest of that museum. Um, so after that, we go to the third floor, and that's what they call the community galleries. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the third floor. What all was on the third floor? Oh, okay. So, on so this when, you, when you get to when you get to the, the, the excuse me, the third floor, uh, Let me it's get the, the map. Well, it, it's a, it's a mixture of um, what is it? I don't make sure I say it right because the biggest thing on there is sports. On the third floor. Yes. Okay, that's the sports area. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm tripping because I'm thinking that's the. Uh, but 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 beyond that, they also have, a, uh, like a newspaper press, which right. shows you talks you about the Inquirer. They talks they, they they have some things to show you show you about Jet Magazine, Ebony Magazine. Damn, I missed Jet. that. We missed that part. I think. Like, I didn't remember really Jet. <laughs> yeah. So it 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 had they showing the old Ebony magazine and stuff like oh, that. Oh, is that oh, the they... floor with the military stuff? And then you loop around and there's yes. like the okay. There was like the military stuff, and then there was like a wall of people who made great accomplishments. Your boy Ben Carson was on there. Um. And then they had like a wall for the Divine Nine. Uh, and then they had a wall for the Prince Hall Masons. Yeah. Uh, and then you like you so basically you walk to the floor in a loop, and then you get to the sports section, which was like the most elaborate section of that floor. I yeah. personally think. I say, well, even right. the stuff with the military, the, the, the different the uniforms that they had. Was, the military was nicely done. It yeah. Had the the role of black folks in all the wars. Yeah. Like from, from World War Two. From Civil War. No, like from back before we were even an entire country. They yeah. had the uh, Revolutionary War. They yeah. also had the War of the Expansion of the Americas, uh-huh. which was before like the Louisiana Purchase and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into World War One and the Korean War and two and Vietnam and all of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it shows you like all the the folks who've been honored, like at a high level. Yeah. Um, and then that's when you start walking around the rest of the floor and it shows you other stuff like the first nursing school. Um, they had a section about this place called the Hope School that was like a community built school. It was a two, two room schoolhouse. Yeah. And they had some like interviews with actual people who went to this school playing. And I thought that was cool. Um, and then right next to that was the nursing school and um, 
a bit more information about like HBCUs and things like that. And um, what was the other thing that like the room we went into? I can't remember. That room you went into, that's where they had like the hip hop and the. Oh, like oh, like the Bronx. Was that that one? Yeah, they had like a a, a section about the Bronx and how um, hip hop was born in the Bronx and like. They had the whole thing about the Bronx is burning and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the early days, like the first notable acts and things like that. And then I can't remember exactly what else was in that room. Like there was a table you could touch, like and it would tell people stories about different cities and things like that. It was just, honestly it was so much. I will say, if you're overstimulated easily, this may not be the museum for you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, everything black is in there. So we get to the sports section, and it's like we 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 we, we want to tell you every major sport is covered. Yeah. From baseball to boxing. They had the mm-hmm. Olympics. They started with the Olympics. Like the hallway you come down from sports is the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you uh oh uh, yeah you can get in there you learn about the Olympics. You see the dream team and you see the women's USA basketball team. You see the gold medals. You see the uh, the track uniforms. That um, guys, there's a big, huge statue of the of the, the gentleman. I keep forgetting names. They put the fist in the air. The 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 two who protested at the Olympics. Yeah, they put protested at the Olympics. The Venus and Serena statue. Then you yeah. go into baseball. It's like blacks in baseball. You get the Negro League. You got statue Jackie Robinson. Then you go in in their little section. Has they teach you about baseball. And it has a thing called Off the Field, where it shows the different activism that different baseball players had did. Mm-hmm. Same thing with basketball, football. Same thing. You go in there and you see the Jordan statue. You see Lisa Leslie and LeBron and Magic Johnson and all that stuff like that. And then they have a TV explaining the basketball. And then they did Off the Court. Same thing with football, Off the Field. Then you go into hockey. Didn't know that that many black people was in hockey. I'm not gonna say I didn't either because I don't watch hockey. <laughs> they not. Yeah, they didn't have uh, a whole big section though. So like they I've been in like one case. hockey game. I've been in one hockey game. I saw a black guy and he was pretty good at fighting. Yeah, so like I said, so <laughs> I, I know, but then they go into golf and boxing. Of course, see behind it. Then they have like like this wall of like the what do you call them? the the pioneers. Yeah, uh-huh. so it was like all like the pioneers you would think of when you think of uh, sports, and even like Title Nine was in there too, which was monumental for women in sports. Yeah. Um, but they had like, uh, of course, it was called the Michael Jordan Hall, so like Michael Jordan is like the namesake. Yeah. Um, right. It's apparently funded by LeBron and Maverick, though. Who knew? Yeah. I saw that on the. Well, you know LeBron gonna do that. <laughs> LeBron gonna do that. He's gonna keep 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 the money coming. And so it was like. You have like Jackie Robinson, um, Muhammad Ali, Wilma Rudolph, Wilma Rudolph, Althea Gibson, um, Harlem Globetrotters. Yes, like things like people who Jack Johnson, made Ray. strides. Yes, Jack Johnson was Joe in there as well. Joe Lewis, um, who made strides mm. in these sports. They were on that yeah. section of the oh, wall. Yeah, Tiger Woods. Yes, Tiger Woods too. Um, and then they had eats. Sport had its own section that had like different jerseys and things like that. Um, they had a small section for the Negro Leagues mm-hmm. um, in the beginning before they really like before you got into any of it. And then 
I think that was pretty much it because that's where you come out and you like go you leave to go to the next floor which is all the cultural stuff yeah then when you go right. to the, when you go to the fourth floor that's like visual arts and theater and also so anything you get which which I thought like like because like, I'm huge into this because anything from TV film comedy uh, to culinary to Broadway to theater to poetry mm-hmm. to actual vi- visual arts and music is all on that fourth floor yeah okay so they cover that whole yeah. dynamic all of it when you come yeah. in it's like food and then they have like different gestures like fist bumps and pound yeah. and which was like I was like y'all really went in with this one huh um, and then they have like different food and cult, like in like inspirations from across the diaspora. They had like hairstyles, and uh, they even had a section about colorism in there. Yeah, they did. Um, poetry and literature, and they had like a you walk in, they have all the the people who are in TV, like big names in TV and film. They had like clips playing from different TV shows over the years. Yeah, I, I thought that montage. Was, I actually recorded the whole montage. Um, mm. And then yeah. they have like different rooms for different eras of film and television, where they have different things. Like they had Lena Horne's dress from Stormy Weather um, in there. They had like a stunt woman's jacket in there. Uh, I think. Eddie Murphy's jacket from Beverly Hills Cop is in there. Yeah, I was hoping they put Delirious in there. Oh no! I like that red uniform, but maybe. But they, get, they, they, no they didn't get the Beverly Hills Cop jacket, so. Yes. So, um, they had fun fact I heard today. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy was so creeped out by the earthquakes when he was filming that he flew back to New Jersey in the middle of filming Beverly Hills Cop Three. <laughs> like my man, right. how you just gonna leave? Ain't <laughs> <No. laughs> here, here for this West Coast stuff. I'm out of here. Exactly, like bro, and I'd rather go back over here with the hurricanes. We good. Yeah, I, I, I don't the earth. The snow, yes. Like y'all are actively separating yourself from the continental United States. I'm good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they had different. Um, that was the the up top when we was we were talking about black exploitation didn't get a whole lot of love i kind of thought they would have more stuff and like they did have max julian's coat from the mac in there i yeah. saw that but i was like oh, okay i guess um you need some really way more up in there oh you know what i'm saying God. pam griff like, lost all of that that is at somebody's thrift store truck turner <laughs> oh my god don't know what the pissy truck turner shirt um uh. But yeah, that that this section was it was nice, um, and they had it broken up into different areas. It was like TV and film and me like other media, um, and then they had the music, and then they had visual arts, which I think the visual arts could use a lot more um, stuff. Like I know it's supposed to give the feel like an art gallery, yeah. But I was like, there are tons of black artists exactly. who could like, you know, they could have their stuff in here. I do. I do think that area needs needs, needs a little touch. It needs a little love. Need a little work. Then, of course, Baby Girl loves her music. Right. I was super excited to get mm-hmm. to the music section. We got to the music section. I, I do. I can say, you had to take this. 
we know a lot of history in the music, especially my wife. But you had to get it for what the museum is trying to is trying to illustrate. Because yeah. it's, it's hard. We deal with music. It's hard to get a lot of all black. I'm trying to get all the stuff, and it seemed like they missed some things from what we saw. The music section, I thought we went through pretty well. Yeah. And I still was just like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> like, we didn't see anything about, like, Motown. Um, like, but, there was different things about different artists. But... Yeah, it, 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 it went from, like, jazz, like, doo-wop and jazz. And we got to, like, you know, Duke Ellington had his suit uh, in there. Then, the the oh, Dixie Hummingbird. The Dixie Hummingbird. That was super random. Which my dad got excited for when I saw No, he didn't. He did. No, he didn't. Did not say. I said, I bet you he know who they are. I said, this lime green suit, you get, you get all hype for this? That was a Dixie Hummingbird. I, I, I said, Dad, Dad, you familiar with the Dixie Hummingbirds? He was just like, he was just, oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, they had Chuck. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, uh, he said, "Yeah, Chuck Berry, Chuck Berry, Cadillac." Yeah, he finished my Chuck Berry's Cadillac and his guitar. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what else they had. That That's was clean like, Cadillac. They had the mothership from Parliament Funkadelic. That whole mothership the was whole in there. Mothership, and they had an outfit from Bootsy Collins on one side, and an outfit from George Clinton on the other side. Um. They had a even the thing that stuck out to me was they had a section for go go music, which yeah. is DC's music. But I was like, it was because they, it, they, much they had the drum happening. in there, and that was it, though. We talking about for go go, yeah. I didn't see they had Chuck Brown's suit, yeah. And it was like go go music, and then like on the other screen, they had like a performance of Chuck Brown. I was like, I feel like y'all would this would be the, the prime time to showcase go go, especially at DC. Um, and then they had, they just, they had, um, little artifacts here and there from different artists. They had like a Jackson 5 costume in there. Glass Eyed Pips. They had a Pip costume in there, a costume or outfit rather. Princess Jacket when he was on tour in London. They had Michael Jackson's Victory Tour jacket in there. With the fedora. What oh, jacket did they did not have? <laughs> what did they got everyone's jacket. They yeah. just swiping jacket. Or, or, or outfit, like, you know, LaBelle's spaceship outfit. Yes, LaBelle. Yeah. They had Jay Dilla's NPC in there. Um, they had, like, a lot of different stuff, but it was just kind of like... And it had, like, a little blurb at the bottom of each thing that told you, like, about it just a little bit. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It was just... Like I said, information about music, but they also had Public Enemies outfit up there, and, uh, Curtis Blow's jacket, yeah. Slick Rick's eye patch. They did. Mm. They did. That was interesting. Was yeah. Like, this... Who called Slick Rick and was like, hey, you got an extra yeah, eye right patch back. laying around? Old school boombox. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, they also had, um, like, you know, the old Dig It In The Crates, like if you if you want to look at certain records. They weren't road records. They were just stuff painted as records and stuff. Right. They used that. They had a whole touchscreen thing in the back where you could play any song that yeah, you wanted that to. That, that was in the like room. Yeah, and then you play the song, and then it would play over the whole museum, or at least on that floor, so everybody uh-huh. would hear what you're playing. So we, we we've heard of a wide range of different songs that people people was picking as they was looking through. So <laughs> they had the CM Punk theme song in there. Yeah, in the rock section. Yeah, in case y'all didn't know, Living Color is a black rock band. 
Um, exactly, yeah. But yes, they um I mean it was it was cool. Um that was it was it was nice. I I was kind of just wandering around like I I don't I didn't really know what to expect, I guess. Yeah, they had a whole wall of gold albums that you may have not known that certain what? artists had that albums that went gold. So I took a picture next to the Elder Barge one. I was about to say, he finna talk about this Elder Barge album. I took him, I was like, oh, my boy Elder Barge on here for gold. And then uh, I found Jackson one there, a new edition one on there. I was like, they play. I took a picture of the R. Kelly one there, because he probably take, probably take that down. Um, They did have like an interactive hip hip hop type thing where you could go in and like you were mixing a record or producing a record, and they had like a um, like a video of Knife Wonder talking about um, like how he produces a song in his studio and things like that. Um, So yeah, it was it was cool. Now, overall, obviously, because we're on a podcast and all that, and I ain't trying, you know. We did. We we went pretty in depth. Yeah, we 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 went not as in depth as we could have, because also late stuff like that. But I mean, like, there are videos out on YouTube, so I got people that 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 vlog that 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 you really just sit down for an hour, and they go through uh-huh. the whole museum in detail. Not 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 them talking trying to be a great YouTuber. I'm talking about. They just vlog. He's got the camera up. Everybody, hey, look, we're going through here. I'm gonna show you everything, and then that's what that's what uh, what happened. You get you get to see everything that we was talking about. Gotcha. If you're interested in stuff like that. So, and then after that, you know, we we went to go eat at at, at Foundy Farmers. Uh, it was delicious. It was a, it was a great meal. Oh, Foundy Farmer was was good, and and there is one here, so I think we'll go back. Yeah. And then we was early, so we had no time. So I said, well, let's go see Martin. So we went over to the Martin King National uh, Monument. That thing is huge. Mm. And he just coming out the stone, all intimidating. And I was just like, well, we got to take a picture of this. So it was all glistening right there. I was like, well, we here. Let's walk to the, 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 the Lincoln Memorial. I mean, by that time, my back was hurting. Uh, uh, my callus was uh, was split up my foot. Halfway through this walk to the Lincoln Memorial, I realized I made a grave mistake in suggesting that we walk to the Lincoln Memorial. But when we got there, Sway, so you know I had to do it, right? He had to walk all the way up them steps. <coughs> I walked up them steps. I said, I, got, I said, I don't know when we're going to be at, at D.C. again, but I'm like... He wanted to stand in the spot where they had the march on Washington. You damn the, skippy! The, the, I have a dream. I want to see what, what Martin them saw when they was preaching. And I was like, so let me go up there. That, that Lincoln statue is intimidating when you uh, when you when you up there. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, all the, the declaration on the walls and stuff like that. So I was like, okay. Lincoln, you know what I'm saying? It's the same statue they was looking at. That, that, that I looked over at the mall and over the war and everything. I was like, man, this is something. But it was funny because... Everybody that was up there was paying because they had to walk up there. It was hot. It was hot, and then it was like, come, and some people was walking, taking a break, then go back and walk some more. I was like, I'm gonna walk these full 155 steps, and I'm gonna go ahead and just, just knock this thing out. Mm. And I did it. It, it was just like, whoo! I, I said, because I don't know, and if I do come back to, you know, to DC, my, my biggest goal is the, the museum. Yeah. You know, say this right here. Be honest with you. Wasn't even part of the plan. It was bonus. It was a whole bonus thing. If we didn't have time, we wouldn't have went to the Lincoln Memorial. Right. So this all right here was all bonus. So that's what I was, uh, you know, happy about. So I said, 
Be honest with you, dude. If, if I come back to D.C., I may not come back here, so I don't never know. So you, you get the history when you get it now. So it was it, it felt good just being there. So that was our trip. To, 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 to sum that up, I would love for, for you, all my friends, you know, to actually go to the the, 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 the Black Museum. It's something for everybody in that museum. Yeah, I would love to go. Yeah, and it's, it's something about, you know, everybody can learn something from it. And, and it's, it's, it's American history. Mm-hmm. Black, it's American history, and you, everybody needs to know this history. Yep. Right. So, all right. Well, let's just uh, get on into the, the not the stuff out with, you know, the nerves came to hear. Um, so, do you want to start with Kenobi first? I, I Yeah. <laughs> Let's or, go. Or, I'm saying, or if you don't, we can always, you know, you want to try to wait till tomorrow. I, I don't have time tomorrow. <laughs> oh. That's the. <laughs> Listen, my I'm next... shocked he here now. You know, I think we was gonna make the list. Ah. Yeah. I... Let's get it. Okay. Oh, he said, "Oh, let's get it." Well, Excuse me. Well, well, let, let's get right on to this TV experience here because we just ended. Uh, last week, I think, or the week before last. I think of, it was last week. Of, of Kenobi. We, I, I was like, you know, it's only six episodes. I wasn't going to do an episode by episode breakdown. I said, let me just do a full series review of it. So me and Swag. Yeah, is, I, I binged it. Yep. Yeah, so, so did I. And I was like, okay, it got better at the end. Oh, my God. It got so much better. <laughs> I was like. This just it solidifies what I've been feeling about stars for the last couple of years. We're just out of ideas. Yeah, it's just like, it's like we're, and, just, we're just trying to fill a story, parts of the story where we didn't ask for it to be filled in it. And it's so dumb because you have a a a universe, a galaxy full of places you can go, and I feel like we're just recycling the same story. Like Mandalorian, I liked because it was fresh and new. But it was about a guy taking care of something, a dangerous man taking care of a little child. Then we get the Bad Batch, a dangerous group of people taking care of a little child. Then we get the Obi-Wan, a dangerous Jedi that gets led to taking care of a little child. And I'm like, I'm tired of these escort stories. <laughs> I am so sick of these escorts. The only reason I kept watching it is because I like Obi-Wan. I really like him. And the thing is, this show has so much potential to take it a step further, but they didn't. And that's what I'm more disappointed about. Um, like, we start to get the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan here and there, but once they started climbing that ladder, they hopped off. And I was like, we, we we were so close. Like I was so annoyed with Leia. You know, Le- Le- Leia was kind of annoying. I ain't gonna lie. She but wasn't. I, I think it was the act, the actress, opposed to. Oh, but you know what? Maybe it's how it was read. You think you think that what it was? I think so because if she left by episode three, I would have been fine. I was like, oh god, you are worth. You know, you're doing more damage than you're worth right now. What? Once I figured out that Obi Wan was going to, uh, um, was going to uh, break her out, I was like, "We're getting one of these." Yeah, this is not what is. I want. Well, uh, <laughs> for start, so this this ends 
after episode three, and for those who watch those, those Star Wars prequels, know that Anakin, you know, goes, uh, you know, he, he goes and takes on Obi Wan, loses, and then he becomes Darth Vader. Right now, because honestly, was it cool to have Obi Wan? Cool, but this story really wasn't needed. But uh, at all, <laughs> it really at wasn't all. needed. So Obi Wan's like in hiding, and now they, they are trying to wean out the Jedi. So we get, we we get this character named uh uh was it Reva? Is her name? What, the uh, Inquisitor? The Inquisitor, yeah, you know, uh, Moses, the, the black woman. Uh, second sister. I think it was third sister. Third, third yeah. She is, she is headstrong trying to get Obi-Wan out. Yep. Like, she, she cutting off people, the townspeople's hands and stuff. Like, where is he? I'm like, yo, sis, <laughs> calm down. Like, like, what is going on? And, and they the have thing a, is, I, I wasn't mad because everyone in the universe got beef with Obi-Wan. Like, seriously. Every, he's just that Jedi that everyone hated. So I was like, you know what? This is probably just a thing. So I'll, I'll get back to our reasoning. Though, so they later. had the grand plan of kidnapping Princess Leia because there's Layla and Luke. And um, they kidnap Layla and they know that it will drag Obi-Wan out. So eventually, you know, when Layla's father's like, you're the only one I trust. He's like, even Obi-Wan's like, you gotta get somebody else. But he's like, yep. look, Stop all this hide shit. You gotta get that you are you are the Jedi. You gotta come out here and help find Layla. And of course, when he does do that, it does end up drawing you know them out to Obi Wan. And now when he does when he does save Layla in the second episode, now him and Layla are on the run, which does reminisce of the same recycled story that that you have already said before. The same recycle story on the same recycled planets that we're getting. Like, how many desert planets do we see in this show? Like, like, like seriously, I'm, I'm like, yo, can, can I get like a Star Wars city? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Hey, you know, like, 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 you know, I, I mean, obviously they, they've had it before, but I'm just saying. But I, I, I would like, I like, I like to see that. Well, yeah. of course, by Episode Three, when Vader gets the news that you know Obi Wan is out. He go into like I have never seen Darth Vader this malicious mm-hmm. before. When he goes into the town looking for Obi Wan, uh-huh. and he just tossing people and cracking kids' necks and stuff like that. Like, um, sir. So I've seen this. Uh, I'm not sure if you played the Force Awakens, the Star Wars game. I know about it, but I did not play it. I downloaded okay, it. Okay. I think it's in the beginning of the game, Darth Vader is literally walking through the city. And the force is so strong with him, people are shooting and it's automatically bouncing back. The bullets are automatically bouncing back, hitting the people. And he's just walking and killing whoever's in the way. So it's like, yeah, I expected this. I wanted Vader like this. And I'm glad we got Vader like this. Yeah. And then, However, uh-huh. <laughs> for him to want to kill someone, you're taking the longest route to do it. Like, seriously. Now, granted, he does fight Obi-Wan, and he kick his ass in that third episode and, like, like try to set this man on fire. Yep. I was like, that is a painful way to go. Now, I thought that was a, a cool way to go because that's how he went out. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can see. that. You know, tit for tat, I'll take that. 
Yeah, so it, it was it was good. He was he dragging through it, but then episode four was like, oh, when he when he wakes back up and he's just like, oh snap, where's Layla? And it's like, okay, let me try to, you know, get 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 my Obi Wan back. Mm-hmm. I go because episode four to me was like it was a kind of like hit or miss type of thing because you know they they end up capturing Layla, and then the third sister can kind of like tease her a little bit and tries to show us a little bit of her her. her Regular side, I, I'm guessing it, if you want to call it that, right? But uh, to, to, in my personal opinion, I thought that episode was kind of forgettable. Everything except for episode six was forgettable. Oh wow! And to me, it's sad because Obi Wan's going to be the property that most of these Star Wars fans are going to revert back to, and once they see it, it's like, oh, this is really nothing new, and that you know. That sadly brings down shows like The Mandarin. I mean, guys, not The Mandarin. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Visions, which was really good. Or other future projects. Even Andor. I think that's the next show. That looks a little bit more interesting. Even higher budgeted than this. It could be. So, yeah. So, the uh, episode uh, after, you know, the third sister, you know, after Layla escapes and the day, like she said, like, the whole... Stormtrooper and stuff there like, to go get him. And uh, mm-hmm. we had that final showdown between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Uh-huh. God, that fight was... That was a great fight. Darth Cinem- Vader just, just grabbing that ship. Yep. And breaking all that stuff apart and forcing him out of there, beating his ass down, and then just throwing down and burying him down in the rocks. I was just like, bruh. Yep. Cinematic-wise, that was probably one of the best Star Wars fights ever. Yeah, because, first of all, pe- people got to realize, even for back in the day, Luke was not good at fight. He was just swinging the shit out of that sword. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I will argue... Really I will argue Ray is a better character than Luke. <laughs> We're talking early stages any day, and if y'all, if y'all want to smoke, I'll have it. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> but, my bad, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, because... Uh, I was just like, wow, that's um that's a damn good fight here. That, yeah, it was really good. Skills and everything. It felt great. But then when, when Obi Wan realized like, wait a minute, I'm fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, it busts exactly. <laughs> it, it bust out. And I was just like, now we about to get, you know, full on uh Jedi here. And then mm-hmm. they had that, that second fight where he beat the child Vader and broke right. off half his mask, which even then with the broken mask, he looks more intimidating than Kylo Ren. Yep. He sure does. I was like, it just shows you can't, that is the greatest villain of all time, and you can still not beat, you know, how creepy and intimidating and powerful Vader is. That and Hayden Christensen actually convinced me. <laughs> uh, is Vader? Yep. I was like, that was a good scene with him with the broken mask. Yeah. And I like that scene also because it made it seem more like him and um, Obi-Wan were friends. Now, for people who didn't see Clone Wars, you wouldn't really understand that relationship. Where at that scene, it really made, it really felt like they'd known each other forever. Wow. So I like that. Okay, well, uh, that basically was the, the whole. It was like it was like a a, a 
a long drawn out movie. Like, this really honestly could have been another movie. Let me be honest with you. But I don't think yeah. another movie. I think it could have been four. It could have been four episodes. It it honestly it didn't really have to be anything. Like is, is, was anybody really questioning uh, how Obi Wan went from episode three to episode four? Not at all. No, nope, none of us was. No, no, I was asking about that. But how how did you like about the how did you like the uh, the cameo at the end? Uh oh, Qui Gon. Oh, eh. yeah. No, he like, sent his right. back as, as the force goes. I was just like, oh, okay, you know, that's cute. I was like, okay, next. <laughs> it was like now, the problem is is because we know the ending, so yeah. there's not much stakes to it. Uh huh. I, well, that was I, my I, biggest I issue. I wasn't expecting the cameo, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, real quick, on Third Sister, I liked her story. I didn't like the execution. Okay. That's fair judgment. Because I that's feel what, like it... Because she definitely... Tur- I did not mention. She definitely tried to turn on Vader, and Vader handed her that ass. Yep. And it's this. It's this. This is the story that every inquisitor, uh, inquisitor have, and it's starting to get dried. It's it's like okay, we get it. Y'all don't really want to work with Vader. Just just don't. It's starting to get to that point because it was the same thing in um, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I think it was second sister. She was upset because her master. Uh, she thought her master left her for dead. Now she joined the Inquisitors. Realized she didn't really want to be a part of this. What happened? Vader killed her. It's like, well, don't know what to tell you. Yes. But um, yeah, I didn't like the execution. I liked the actress. I liked everything she was doing. But this show, I, are we giving ratings now? Oh, I mean, yeah, or, we can we can uh, definitely rate it. Okay. Um. What gosh, what was already I give it a D for disappointing. That's that's the best thing I could say. I would I I wouldn't give it a D. I, I would I was going along with the hashtag give it a chance. Because we do see uh, Vader in a damn good light here. I am a fan of Obi Wan. It's not that uh, long. It's not that hard to get through. Right. It really wasn't needed. I I I think it's this it was just a finale for me that really got me like, yeah. This is what I want. Episode and then, five or six. I would say episode five or six because I did like him, you know, just on on the shot out the third sister, just like says, "Would you? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm yeah. Gonna, like, what'd you think? You trying it? You trying it? You trying it? I'll give you a minute. I, I said, I, I, I took your light. I took your, your lightsaber. Yep. But yeah. Um, yeah. I I was just more disappointed because I I really like Obi Wan. He's my favorite character in Star Wars. Uh huh. And this was just like, all right, <laughs> like I I was just look. My favorite character uh, is, is Star Wars is Han Solo. You see the Solo movie. I actually enjoyed the Solo movie. Don't get me started. But uh, okay, it was not the character. The actor he really made it his own, whereas Donald Glover was doing an impersonation. And he the one getting the show, right? Wait, what? Isn't Lando getting the show? He's getting the show? I think Lando is getting the show. I think Donald Glover's Lando is getting the show. This okay. is what happens when Disney takes over Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> we saw it. We should have seen this coming. 
This is what happens when Disney takes over Star Wars. <laughs> and it's just like, oh God, it's just, George Lucas is like, well, we, we got a story to tell. This is like money, 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 money. Now, it's like, we got a story to tell. It's just the same story. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, George Lucas put what's his name on it, but he's not responsible for any of these new stories. It's all Disney. At all. He he, he was like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Money, keep, keep, put my, keep putting Lucas films on that drawing. And other than that, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's, uh, Stars just needs a revamp. You said what? You know, hard, it just needs a hard reboot. Yeah, uh, Star Wars? Yep. I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to do a reboot of Star Wars. Because they, 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 they packed a lot in the story. It's, it's almost like Star Wars got this old MCU thing going on. To the point where it's like, oh my God, what happened to me just watching the first trilogy and called it a day? Yeah. I now did, there's I, th- three uh, sets of trilogies and only one of them is good. Set on the same family. <laughs> exactly. We just got to get away from these Skywalkers. Get away from these Skywalkers and then Star Wars truly shines. Which I, I'm not going to lie, I did have a soft spot for The Force Awakens. But anything else after that? Yeah. I did too. Yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoyed The Force Awakens. Yeah. Anything else after that? Nah. And then and the, 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 that, that prequel trilogy? Maybe I had yeah. a little bit of love for Phantom Menace. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, episode no, 3, I, I episode 3 was great to me. I know. That's, that's like the most action-packed one though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love Rogue One. I love it. Rogue One. Was good. Rogue One was good. I actually like Han Solo, <laughs> like where people don't believe. I'm like, yeah, this was actually not bad. But it's yeah, yeah. I, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> I, I personally would give it a hashtag. Give it a chance. Okay. All right. Well, guys, that was our quick review of. Obi-Wan, so make sure you guys check that thing at check out Obi-Wan. Also, make sure you check out all our other TV experiences as we go and give you guys more. Now, let's get into something that I was waiting to talk to Swag about, and that is the boys. Oh boy. We did episode one through three, and I did I took killer notes. I made sure I toned it down this time. <laughs> to give us some more of a conversational feel. So I do apologize. If that was over redundant from last time because I, I took a lot of notes. It, it, it's fine, <laughs> but uh, but 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 now in season three, uh, excuse me, uh, this one is more about okay, how do we? Homeland is going off the edge because we we see how he was talking to uh, you know, the media afterwards, and now uh, Gene Cosposito was just like he has to be reprimanded for. He can step out of line like that. Yep. And we do find out that he is now the daughter. Uh, I mean, he 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 is he's the adopted father of homegirl that they be, they be popping the heads. Yep. And stuff like that. So, and he was like, "Well, look, you we 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 gotta make sure homeland pays." But she's just like, "Look, I fear for for my daughter because if I did the homeland, he gonna probably come after me and my daughter, and I'm gonna do everything I can to protect my daughter." Mm-hmm. So, uh, meanwhile, the boys are trying to figure out 
how to get to Soldier Boy. They come up to this person named Lil Nina, who's who, who Frenchie has a uh, a history with, and yep. he offers her some some money, but uh, she wants Frenchie uh, for uh, one of his ex girlfriends. So that he wants her. They're not gonna give her up. So they say, well, you got a mission. There's a mission that that you gonna have to do if you want information about Soldier Boy, which brings in Kimiko. Who has to go to like this fuck house? What's I can say with the guy with all the dildos? Yep. Yeah, and go in there and kill that guy. First of all, I enjoyed the whole playing poison when she was coming out, and then her her tripping over and all stuff like that. But she yeah, I, that was funny. It was. She she kills. <laughs> she ends up killing the guy with the dildos, and uh, awesome killing scene. Huh. Awesome killing scene. Awesome killing scene. Weird, but awesome killing scene. Now, and the girls get scared, shoot her in the head, but then it shows you know her her healing factor and stuff like that. So um, that reminded me of uh, X two when yeah. they shot Wolverine in the head. Uh huh. So I just thought that was kind of funny. Is that how the whole thing? Uh, um, yeah, probably stuff like that. So. Now, meanwhile, a lot of things happened this one. So, meanwhile, uh, we still have the whole Blue Hawk problem that that, that uh, A Train wants them to address, and uh, he wants to bring it up to Homelander. And Homelander's kind of like brushing it off a little bit when they kind of mm-hmm. eat their kind of taco bowls because they have a Hispanic on the team now in Supersonic, racist. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was supposed to be about, but uh, um, the deep is like, yo, we it, they don't really bring that, hit, you know, his number stuff like that. We shouldn't really do that because his wife was telling him, like, we we shouldn't take take part of that. Which has a train and the deep kind of arguing in the hallway, realizing that they both they both have some secrets that if Homeland found out, they both be fired because. A train was the one that leaked to everybody that Stormfront was a Nazi, while the D was the one that wanted to retrieve the footage of what happened on the plane in season one. Yep. So yeah. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Starlight or what's the name? Starlight, Starfront, Star. You know, the Starlight. Yeah. Uh, or her friend? I I think. Gosh, what was his name? Huey's girlfriend. Yeah, that's Starlight. I thought you were talking about the her ex boyfriend. You know, uh, so everybody thinks Maeve is like you know lost now, she and everything like that. But she's like, I have everybody believing, but I want them to believe because she's in their training because she feels as though that they may only if she can buy them just one shot at Homelander, she's the only opportunity they have. Thank God, I'm, I, I I like Maeve a lot, so yeah. I'm glad she's actually training. And hopefully we'll get some action from her. Yeah, I mean, I hope hopefully she let. But I mean, he he probably gonna probably gonna fire you know fire the uh, shit out of her anyway. But right. uh, after um, a train and the deep getting a fight in the hallway, uh, a train is mad that you know homeland takes uh, takes the deep side, so he tries to figure out how to get back at homeland's good graces. Supersonic, meanwhile, was talking to Starlight because they had a plan to overtake Homelander. Mm. And 
he revealed it to A Train to see if A Train wanted to join. But A Train's just like, no, nah, I'm gonna tell Homeman and try to get back in his good graces, which we'll see the result in that in just a little bit. Meanwhile, the boys go over to Russia, and then we see uh, Butch. Uh, what's the name of Butch? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, the Butcher. Yeah, the Butcher, yeah. He takes the Compound V, uh, the temporary one, and gets the powers, and Huey sees it. He, he wants to take it, but he's just like, no, this, this is not something that, that, that you need to take. And Mother's book is the same way. Like, you you got to be able to, to, to know when you go across that line. That's why we don't. Right. That's why we don't do that. But however, Huey, without telling anybody, takes it. Yep. So when they go to Russia and they try to uh, retrieve Soldier Boy, there's something wrong with him. This, this man got havoc-like powers, and I'm just like, what the hell? He has ha- <laughs> havoc-like powers. He, has, he like this big solar beam type thing that come that releases in his chest, also. So, when 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 they do that, it causes uh, a rift and then and then a fight, and then we, we we now we see that Huey has teleportation powers. Yep, and super strength. And, 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 and so I, I think I think that's like that's like a, a thing where everybody gets a super strength. Okay, gotcha. it's, like, it's like everybody fucking had because even even the butcher he has lasers, but he also has super strength also. So like everybody yeah. get like. It's like if you're a superhero, the, the common strength thing, is the base. Yeah, like 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 strength and durability. Gotcha. Ha- has to be has to probably be the thing. So, Soldier Boy escapes, and then we get a a, a sight that after an event, Homelander brings Starlight up to the body of Supersonic that Homelander just obliterated. Yep. And he said, "If y'all ever try to eat a." Pu- playing on me this is what's going to happen to you know everybody that you love and things like that i was just like oh my god how are we going to stop this guy yeah he, he's not for he's a loose cannon he, he's definitely he's definitely a loose cannon so that's episode four so i try to break i try to go quickly as i could how'd you feel about that, that episode four uh episode four was really good uh th- this is one of the series that just gets better and better over time and it's almost nervous. Uh, it's nerve wracking because it's like I feel like it's going to miss, but it doesn't. No, I, I actually think this is better than season two. Yeah, me too. This yeah. uh, this one's definitely more engaging. Um, the introduction to Soldier Boy, I really like. This is I actually really like this actor for it, but um, we'll get to that more in the next episode. Yeah. Well, overall, episode, this series. The, I'm sorry. No, you you got it. Go ahead. I was like, overall, this uh, episode was great. Yes. Not my favorite out of the three, but we'll get to my favorite out of the three in a minute. Yeah. Uh, we we get to episode five, so now that episode is focusing on trying to find the whereabouts of Soldier Boy. Uh-huh. Because obviously, you know, their their, their mission kind of failed, anything like that. Uh, meanwhile, they have put home Ashley, who rips her hair out. She is now the CEO of Vot. Yep. Uh, uh, industry stuff off like that. So, uh, they kind of have a. Was this the episode where they had the um, spoof of the whole Gail Godot singing, you know? Yeah. Imagine? Yeah. I think that was this episode. And I was just like, oh, I was jo- laughing the hard. That jaw was so tone deaf, which that jaw had. I was just like, 
I laughed so hard because I remember that moment prime. Like, <laughs> I was living in that. I was just like, people, y'all are so fucking told them. I'm sorry. That you know? that part cracked me up. I was like, yeah, I remember that moment. Yeah. And it was just like very weird. <laughs> so Soldier Boy is, is walking around the streets. This t- is how, in re- now I know it's hard to say reality when you're dealing with a superhero, but in um, reality, this is how Captain America would have been. I, it's a little bit further. That Bill Cosby joke took me out. Took, dude. It, that joke took me, me out. out. <laughs> that, 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 joke, that joke was great. It went, went, for those real quick who don't, don't, don't know what I mean, I'm talking about, um, look, we all want to talk Captain America. He's all a hero and he's for liberty and stuff like that. Listen, people, you can be all for that, but the times are the times. Yep. <laughs> and you're in World War II. You're not going to come back and see gay people and black people and Hispanic people and everybody just living in one mixed world and everybody is loving each other and you can't say certain things. That's just not how it was when you went to sleep. You yep. may not be, you know, because you You'll be wondering, it's like you, you're not going to be Captain America and just befriend this black guy. I'm sorry, <laughs> and that be your best friend, and not worried about what anybody's going to say about you. You n word lover, like you're from the '40s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you probably walked past a couple of lynches just to get here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'm, so him coming back and him seeing on the streets and him seeing stuff like, you know. Uh, the gay people holding hands, stuff like that, and, and the dads, you know, carrying carrying their baby. He was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, I was like that, and I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, "I know he is loving this. Yeah, <laughs> like, this like, is and, what he wanted." And I'm about to say he'll be he'll be, he'll be on drugs too. Like, yeah, that's that's what well that's what will fucking happen. And I'm just yeah. like, duh, the kid. Like, what? Like, I, I understand it's Marvel's this. You're not gonna do that. But I'm saying, but that's how it would be if Captain America came back. Sure will. So, and, and, and as that happens, they're still trying to look for him. Huey tells uh, Starlight that, "Hey, I got the powers." You know, what I'm saying. Well, at first she breaks, she breaks it out. She's like, "You did what?" And he said, "But look, I, it's all about I wanted to keep saving you." She said, "I don't need saving." In reality, she don't really need saving. She can handle herself. Yeah. I mean, I I could understand being a man wanting to be able to protect your woman because you mm-hmm. feel powerless when you can't. And he's just like, well, we we go out here and try to find Soldier Boy because we lost Soldier Boy. Meanwhile, Soldier Boy is walking. Every time he hears like, it's it's kind of like a mixture of Captain America and Bucky. Every, every time he hears like some Russian music or Russian talk, he, he he like goes into a spell and then he just launches that that whole havoc beam and just obliterates everything in his his, his path. Yep. People die and stuff like that. So uh, that right there, I was like, uh, if you, I get him off the street. Meanwhile, A Train is sitting there trying to figure out this Blue Hawk situation, and he's like, "All right, well, look, why don't we just have Blue Hawk come and apologize?" Tone deaf, Negro. I was like, "Great idea, great like, idea, A Train." It's like, I was like, "Yo, just tell me you don't care without telling me you don't care." And, <laughs> and he was just like, and even Ashley was just like, "So you just want him to go in this room and apologize?" You know? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead, cause she already knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, 
And then he goes to tell his brother, he's like, what the fuck is he doing here? Yep. And he's like, look, he's going to sit there, he, he's going to apologize. It's going to be like, like, tone deaf. Because it, it, it bothered me because you, you, you know how many people are out there like that is tone deaf. Yep. Especially when he did the whole, what was it, Caitlyn Jenner commercial of the, remember when they had the protest? Oh my God. Uh, I, they were attacking everyone in it. Yo, oh, <laughs> I was like, man, ain't nobody like was safe, bro. Like nobody Simpsons was safe. or Family Guy. I was like, yo, they really getting at everyone. Exactly. That, cause that commercial is so fucking tone deaf. That was the, and really I was just like, it. what? First the? of all, no, if you hand me a Pepsi, that, you hand me a Coke at least. Is that, Give me something good. Hand me a Pepsi, <laughs> doing probably hot. <laughs> and the HA doing the same kind of spook commercial with, with his soda, but then he takes them to, to this event. And then, of course, you already know how it turns out. Black Hawk told someone, look, I felt threatened. He said, how you feel threatened? You a superhero. Good question. And, uh, you know, it's always the same excuse today. And it was like somebody said, Black Lives Matter. He's like, well, look, all lives matter. Actually, I was super like, lives oh, matter. Boy. I said, here we go. He's he getting all built up, so he's getting all angry. So then, as the the conversation is just not going the right way, because he don't even care about apologies. Anybody knows he's not genuine in his apology at all. Mm-hmm. He gets angry, and he starts launching black people across the room. I was like, oh, my God, do I turn this off? Because I don't want to really see death of my people right now. But he just launched them across the room and get all angry. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? What you think was going to happen? And then he he, re- he, he realizes and sees that his brother is uh, paralyzed. Mm-hmm. He paralyzed his brother. And I was just like, and he will be able, be able to walk in. And I was just like, bro, you are fucking told him. What, what did you think was going to happen? And it, it, it was all part of everything else we see, we see on TV. Him standing up to Antifa and him standing, you know, doing all this kind of stuff like that. I was just like, what the hell's going on? Mother's Milk, uh, you know, I was trying, you know, he has a vendetta against Soulja Boy because of, he said he killed his his dad, his grandfather. And he was, yep. or, or his grandfather, he was revenge on that. That's why his OCD kicked in. Yep. And meanwhile, when, when they go to be a Soulja Boy, they're about to, uh, go back on the stuff him and Huey he's like yo man we can't be keep doing going back on so that's the whole point of it in the first place but he knew M.M. was going to be with it so he ended up drugging M.M.'s water to pass him out while they go and uh, have this brawl with um, Soldier Boy yep yeah a- and, after, uh, they, after they go to the the legend's house to figure out where, where, where his location will probably be at right right yep uh, they ended up at what was her name Crimson something Oh yeah, because he was going after his his, his old team. Yep. And but they already captured Crimson and, and laid her out for him, like you know, just just, just like don't worry, he, he he's gonna come for you eventually, and he yep. damn sure does, and obliterates the fuck out of her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kimiko is in the hospital because well, I forgot to mention from episode four when Soldier Boy came out, he threw her through a wall. And she got stabbed, but she had like, something, something wrong with her healing powers. She doesn't have them anymore. Yep. So he took her to the hospital, but now she is uh, kind of like, which I do like, she had like this musical number part in the show where she heard Frenchie was watching musical, and you know she just wants her voice back and sing and just be kind of like normal, not be a weapon. And it was cool, you know, kind of seeing that, kind of seeing that part in the in the show, kind of like icebreaker a little bit. You know, I don't like musicals, but I like that part. 
of course, I, 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 I know you don't like the musical. I, I like that part, though. I was like, this is cool. It yeah. gives uh, uh, Kimiko some more depth. Yeah. But then she kisses French, and French is like, oh, oh, I, oh, oh, I, I don't know how to handle this. And he kind of like backs out. But she's like, kinda... so, so I didn't take that as him backing out. I took that as him <laughs> like, oh, like, okay, this is how you feel? Well, all right, cool. Let me just go get some coffee and then I'll be right back. That's yeah. how I took it. I didn't yeah, take well, it as him backing out. He he never came back. She was wondering, like, what the hell's going on with uh, her not coming uh, coming back at all. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we get the uh, we get Soldier Boy, who's coming in, but we also know that uh, Huey and uh, Butcher are going are going there to try to in- in- intercept uh, Soldier Boy and. What what happens? They don't capture him. But no, um, he ends up frying. Uh, what's her name? Who? Uh, the crimson uh, girl. Yeah, her name. He ends up frying her, and they pretty much like kind of like join sides at that point. Yeah. Which and that and it's episode five, which now is set is setting up everything for. Episode six, which is going to be the showdown between Homelander and Soldier Boy. Yeah. So I was like, okay, kind kind of can't wait for this. So then, after uh, damn, the Imagine was on episode six, not episode five. Made a mistake, but still, we. we I, oh, okay. It don't matter. We t- uh touched that. Um. So uh. After Homelander feels sees that you know Soldier Boy he came in obliterate this this building had, had, had crimson in it, he's like yo we need to erase this go get this Soldier Boy and get him right now. And he talks to Black Noir he says look you know what I trust that we, we gotta go out there and get Soldier Boy. Black Noir takes off, puts digs his uh something in his armor, takes out his tracking device whatever that was and walks yep. off. Yep. <laughs> Yo, I, I don't know what's going to deal with Black Noir is in this season, but I'm like, I hope he has a bigger part. I'm like, this man gonna be run like a bitch from Soldier Boy. I'm like, I, 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 I don't want. I think to do he's going to join him. I think he's more loyal to Soldier Boy than the Homelander. I would be. <laughs> I would be, and, and to, to tell you, he takes his mask off. Everybody realize who he really is. Yeah. Like, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, like this man is um. He's black. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He, 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 is, he is something else. So then that's when they start buying food for Soldier Boy because they have him like hiding out in the apartment. And then that's when he was just like, you know, what the fuck was that? When the guy carrying the second, he makes the Bill Cosby joke talking about stuff. Bill Cosby's America's dad, and he would never be wearing something like that. And who let me tell you something about Bill, man. He, he, he sure could make a hell of a strong drink. And I'm, all you hear, there's a lot to unpack there. And I was like, yeah, that's the perfect response to that. There's a lot to unpack with that. That was the perfect response to that. There's a lot to unpack there. I laughed so hard at that. So he, he is he, he, he telling, a bunch of telling him about Homelander. Homelander took his spot. Homelander is kind of like being the new soldier boy. They got the new seven out there. Basically, yeah, they have taken your spot. And he says, "Well, nobody takes my spot." 
you know. And then uh, he goes, it's like, well, we're going, he, he wasn't going to take out the whole team of how this happened in the first place. Uh, meanwhile, Huey tries to go lift up his shield like Thor's hammer. He can't mm-hmm. lift it. I thought, I thought I, that was funny. Yeah. A call back to, to the Avengers <laughs> movie. And uh, what was the other thing? Um, Kimmy goes to the hospital, still waiting for Freshie to get back, but then she gets kidnapped by L- little Nina, who has her and Freshie's like old girlfriend handcuffed. They have Freshie locked up to the thing, and we're like, going to make her make him choose which one they should kill. Yeah, yeah well, Kimmy ain't having that. She 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 finally uh, breaks out of that jaw. So it's kicking it, uh, everybody's ass. The, the the guy that she kept stabbing in the chest with, I was just like, oh my god, baby, just let him die. I, I at first I thought she got her powers back. But I was like, oh, guess not. Well, no, I think she, I think she just like, like a trained assassin fighter type thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> but also this is the day of hero gasm, where <laughs> once a year. Where sea level heroes and stuff like that, they they get together, and they have a sex orgy. I and I know how far they was gonna go, mm-hmm. but they didn't want that far with mother's milk and Starlight showed up at the house, and their big sausage came out. He was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm ahead. not gonna lie. I thought they were gonna go further the way they was giving out warnings. About yeah. the episode, I was like, "Oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought." No, I thought the first episode was worse. I thought it was gonna be like a live action Sasha's party. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like a lot because you you know yeah. how crazy Sasha's yeah. party Sasha's was. Sasha's party was that was wild and that was I, animated. I, that so, was uncomfortable. Exactly. So I was like, I wonder how crazy they they gonna they gonna take this on. But I mean, there was tits and ass stuff like that. But you know, I I thought it was gonna be like. Damn near like a point yeah. like you were gonna probably see sucking dick and stuff like I thought it was gonna yeah. be something. It, it was a lot more tamed. Yeah, oh yeah, it, it, yeah, because it, it could have been worse. Yep. And it this could've. is this this part is hosted by the, by, by the TNT twins. You see, Termite is back. He was there, and when he got large, said, "What's up, bro?" And does not all his slime on on to uh, Mother's Milk Jack. He said, "What what the fuck? This man got on my jacket." Yep. And Touch take the little white to wipe it off, and then he opens the door and he gets like nutted on. That was disgusting. I was like, just leave, man. And he said, I need a bathroom. Now. <laughs> and I like how everybody kept saying, like, yo, man, French, you really gonna miss because he he been wanting to see this for the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And he said, you gonna be mad that he uh, miss, you know, Mr. Mr. Hero Gasm. So Soldier Boy is 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 making his way to uh, to there, Homelander's having an identity crisis, where he's he's talking to Mary himself and talking about stuff. You still have the the human part. You still want to be loved. Once we cut that part out of you, you will just be, you know, a fearless god almost type yeah. thing. So, uh, <clears throat> Soldier Boy does get to the house with him hero gasm, whereas Starlight was trying to save. Everybody from that house like, we gotta get out of here because he's coming. And then that means the social boy's gonna be coming there. Homeland is gonna be coming there. Yep. And Huey goes in there and then he try teleports her out. Uh, he's like, I-, I just saved you from... Uh, right before that, it was the Huey and the A-Train scene. Oh, yeah. 
when he bumped into him, he was just like, you never apologize for Robin. Yep. And then he finally kind of, at first I thought he was just like, be like, oh, whatever, fuck it. Then he was like, I think he really was starting to feel it because of what happened yeah, to Yeah, this was, I was like, yeah, this was genuine. Yeah. And and it was like, he, you could tell Huey knew it was genuine, but it was like, fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Damn it. it. Just, yeah, right? And, that, and then that's why he punched him. I was like, I got you. I yeah. understood that. I, I know why. <laughs> exactly. It was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Damn it, I want you to be an asshole today. Yeah, I like that scene so much. Yeah, it, that that's the perfect way to explain it. I wanted you to be an asshole today. Yeah, I wanted today. you to be an asshole today. But then, <laughs> then now you want to find Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, so when Soldier Boy gets there, and he comes right right in there and sees the TNT twins, and he's just like, uh, you know, it's been a while, and, and they, they already know what's coming, and I was just yeah. like, oh boy. Also, part I forgot to mention also is that uh, Head Papa Girl was talking uh-huh. to Starlight, and she was just like, you know, she could protect her against Homeland because she wants to make her, you know, the face of everything. And then she was just like, no, I'm not doing that. And she was like, how's she? I thought he, he was probably scared I would pop his head or something. And then she, she was getting, getting all upset and everything. I forgot what she really wants. She obviously she wants power yeah, control over. Yeah, I gotta run that back because I don't remember either. But so I was like, "Look, you can either pop my head now, or I or I'm going." But she and then she, she did make a nosebleed. But uh, yeah, I, I I forgot to mention that scene real quick. We we back at the Hero Gasm house, and then he blows the blows, blows the TNT twins. Mm-hmm. And that's the homeland gets down there. It's like Soldier Boy. Then he sees Butcher down there. Well, and, before that, the uh, Mother Milk and Soldier Boy interaction. Yeah, they do have that, and they start fighting, and then, well, not he really. Mother, so all, Mother Milk, a brave man. Yeah. Because <laughs> not me. I about to say, <laughs> not he, me. He know the butcher would kill him, but he's just full of anger. He's like, let me, let, me just, let me just get this out. And so, when, you know, he's just holding him back like, look, I'm sorry, bro. You just have to, you know. Take, take, take a nap while, 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 while we try to figure this out because they ain't going to help nothing right now. Right. And when Homeland gets down there and then he starts fighting with Soldier Boy, I was like, oh, I'll wait, wait to see this fight. Even my wife was into it. She's like, I need somebody to kick Homelander's ass. Yep. <clears throat> and I was just like, all right, well, the fight's getting on. And then, because he saw the butcher, he punched him, he thought he was done. But then what's funny was when he got back up, he said, hey, mate. And then he, uh, Use his laser eyes a little bit, and Homer was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad he had that reaction. I'm he glad looked he had that scared reaction. for a minute. Yup, he's like, "Cause he finally meeting his equals." <laughs> exactly. He's like, "What the hell is going on?" And uh, now, now they, they start double teaming Homelander, and then here comes Huey, uh, coming in and teleport. He was like, "Oh, he's really like, what's going on?" And yep. then they, they all three of them are holding Homelander down while Soldier Boy is trying to charge up, and they can zap Homelander right now. He kind of gets angry and scared at the same time and then busts out of there and just takes off like Superman and gets out of there. Yep. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, he, uh, Huey and Starlight break up because she's like, look, we can't, you know, you, you can't be doing this. You can either come my way or you can go over there with Butcher. He, he decides to go with Butcher. Yep. And her and Mother's Milk is right there uh, with the records because he had killed about 17 superheroes and stuff like that and injure a lot more so she yep. she goes on her, her social media 
and she lets everybody know that Homelander did this. We are not safe because they kept telling everybody with the social board stuff that we safe. It's okay to go back outside, have fun. Remember the same thing, same thing with COVID. Go back out, and it really yep. wasn't. It really wasn't that safe, and then people was getting hurt and people was dying, and then uh, she says, "This is my real name," and she quits, and that's how the show ends. Oh wait! Now, whoa! I'm so the, sorry. I forgot about Blue Hawk. I, that's what I was about to bring up because I was yeah. so satisfied about that. Yeah, where A Train does go to Ashley and A Train's just like, so we have to talk about Blue Hawk. He just attacked the whole uh, room full of my, my people, and she was basically telling, "What the fuck did you think was going to happen?" And Which is fi- a great question. Exactly. <laughs> she finally gets the balls to stand up to uh, to A Train, told her to get the fuck out. Because honestly, I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? Now you got to earn it. So now he goes to Blue Hawk and he's like, because who, who was at the Hero Gasm place also getting his shit on? And uh, A Train met him there and he's like, look, you, you paralyzed our brother and all stuff like that. And he gra- grabs him by his neck and he has to like, use his powers in a while and takes off, knocks him down, takes off, and drags his body along the road. And it is just getting all pe- like peeled up and scraped like, to death. I was just like, "This brought me back to Injustice 2. Injustice Two, what? Uh, with the Flash Ultimate. Uh huh. This, this, what it brought me back to. I was like, "Yeah, this is good." <laughs> yeah, this is what H A need to do. <laughs> exactly. I, I was like, so, and he does all that, and then so now Blue Hawk's dead. I mean, like. Yep. He, he's about over across like 13 miles of road. But uh, <laughs> but A-Trace, he's having like a heart attack, and he and he goes down. We don't know if he's dead dead, dead, dead or not yet. Like I said, we didn't see episode 7 or 8 because we're going to come back with a, fin- a finale for that one. But that was those th- those three episodes. I, I, I think now the season of The Boys is really good. I don't know because I know they renewed for a fourth season, but I, after yeah. a while I'm just like, look, there's only going to be – I know it's a comic series – but there's only going to be so much you're going to say about how we can stop Homelander. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this is the closest we've, we've got. And it's like, you know, after a while, man, it's going to it's gonna be hard to convince me. Because you, you I got think, me right uh, now. Uh, yeah, I like that. But I also like um, the consequences to uh, take them taking the, uh, the temporary V. Where I feel yeah. like they're going to eventually take a permanent version of it. And then yeah. it's going to get even crazier, but yeah, this this season has been phenomenal. This I, this episode honestly felt like a season finale. It did because <laughs> well, we I was got like, two episodes to go. Right, I had to Google it because I was like, wait, no, this can't be it. <laughs> yeah. So guys, post that comment below. How you guys enjoyed the, the next few episodes of the boys? Hopefully, me and Swag will be back to do the last two episodes. And I, I like doing it in this format right now. It gives me to catch up and. Binge it a little bit like that. I said, try to do one a week. So, yep. Post your comments down below and everything. And that was our TV experience. And that is the end of our podcast. Yes. So, yes, we talked about it a lot. I'm glad uh, Swag stayed on there for me and muscled it out for me. I appreciate that, soldier. I've been fighting for my life. Yes, yes you have. Make sure you guys <laughs> check out check, check out all our socials. Check out everywhere the podcast is being played. Once again, I want everybody to go out there. And go vote. Go vote in November to, to try to get these crazy ass lawmakers out so we can bring more 
of people who, who are fighting for what you want in the office and so we can try to get some something back on track before because there's going to be more shit overturned. Go vote. If you can't go vote, go help. Just do something. We got to just do something. We can't wait for anybody else who has more balls to go try to do something. We got to try to figure out, even if I, in our little community, if you just reach one person, you have reached a generation. Try to go do that one person. Make sure you guys go check out, if you're in D.C., go check out the African American Museum. It, you, you just need to. You don't have to be black to check out that museum. You know, so you just got you just got to be open and informed and learn something. Okay. You also got to pre-order in like two months before. Exactly. So make sure you guys <laughs> go, go 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 reserve that now. So once again, uh, we are out of here, and this is NC the place we chose with Mr. Andy or the man to play if you need him. Yell Shazam, Mr. Andy, and the enemy hero Swag on Zero. Thanks for having me. All right, and. Q-Flow, wherever you're at, take us out. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.